Hey, let's get something to eat. Okay. Um, you want to try out that uh, Palestinian chicken place? Let's do it. That's all I've ever heard is how great it is. Fantastic. Okay, all right. let's go. I've never had chicken like this. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. It's unlike anything I've ever even tasted. What about this place? Look at these posters. Huh? Yeah, they do not like the Jews. Huh? Look at that one. Ooh. I'm probably the only Jews ever walked in here. Ever. What these people should do is send their chicken over to Israel. For the peace process? Mm-hmm. They take down all those settlements in the morning. Believe me. You know what? This would be a fantastic place for Jews who are cheating on their spouses to come to. Right. Because no Jews ever come here. They'd be so safe. No one you know is going to ever see you here. You would never get caught. Ever. Looks like they're planning the next intifada at this table. But look at this woman. Could be the next Mrs. David. What do you think about that? If by some chance she's going to get over her anti-Semitism, odds are... Not with me? Not with you. Really? Just my gut feeling. You know what it is? You're always attracted to someone who doesn't want you, right? Right. Well, here you have somebody who not only doesn't want you doesn't even acknowledge your right to exist yes. yep. once, once your destruction. That's a turn on. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack. Hello, abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know abs in a six pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? Hello, Mel D. Welcome to Abs in a Six Pack. Today is October 18th, 2023, and wouldn't you know, it's time for a brand new show with JGD and NAM from MMO. This is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. Jew, Jew, Jew. I couldn't find out. Before the show, I was looking for a soundbite of Alex Jones saying Jew over and over. Couldn't find it. Mm. Bomb, bomb, bomb. How's it going, Dan? Uh, JGD, Johnny Do is not here yet, but uh, maybe he'll be showing up at some point. In the meantime, Dan and I are going to do a show. Do you think what happened is maybe he listened to a little bit of Abs in a Six Pack and came up with an excuse not to show up? Uh, it's possible. He is at Missouri time. He's on that Mississippi time, though, so they move a little slow down there. Why did they pick the longest state to spell? Things the slowest. Also, I thought he's from Colorado. Nah, he's from Mississippi. He lived in Colorado. Oh. He wanted to see what that evenism was all about. Nice. Well, I have a few things planned for today. Uh, I got some Israel news because I know in the wheelhouse of uh, 
politics and media deconstruction. You two guys are way better at that than me. I've not even really worried about covering any kind of politics lately on this show because there's a lot of people that do it a lot better than me. But today, I figured we could because why the heck not? Yeah. Um, Sounds good. I have. Sounds about right to me. Hell yeah. I. Well, yeah. Let's just uh, let's just get right into it first. We have to start the show off right. Am I supposed to be which way? Am I face west? Is that what? I don't even know. Which All right. Well, now the show, the episode mm-hmm. has the blessing. This is episode two hundred and fourteen, I believe, of having a six pack. And there's uh, a gritty intro with all that sand. <laughs> that actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, well, yeah. The sand thing makes me think if before we start talking about the tension in the Middle East, Mr. Garrison on South Park really described it best, right? Um, middle when he describes what's wrong with people in the Middle East and why you can't mock their prophet. What did he say? Well, I was, I was trying to. Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Welcome to Muslim sensitivity training. Let's all look at why Muslims are upset. First of all, in the Muslim religion, you're not allowed to have what? Sex. Good. There's no sex until marriage in the Muslim world. Now, this would be fine, except that in the Muslim religion, you also can't, anybody? Jack off. Mm -hmm. Okay, jacking it is strictly forbidden in the Muslim religion. And what do we know about the places Muslims live? They live in good sand. (laughs) Now, put yourself in the shoes of a Muslim. It's Friday night, but you can't have sex, and you can't jack off. There's sand in your eyes and probably in the crack of your ass, and then some cartoon comes along from a country where people are getting laid and mocks your profit. Well, you know what? I'd be pretty pissed off, too. That's that's everything you need to know about uh, the conflict in the Middle East in a nutshell. And just while we're on, um, while, while we're just on summing up my personal thoughts, that's not, I don't think that represents my personal take on it. But Tim Dillon put it in just a nice little package here. This is right at one minute long, summing up my feelings on the Israel-Palestine conflict. And uh, then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty here. Everybody, even the staunch supporters of Israel should, you know, have said like, you know, is there a safe passage to Egypt for some of the refugees here? Is there a way to get them out of harm's way? Because nobody can be happy about the murder of women and children. And, you know, one thing about military-aged men, still not great. You still have to examine your head if you're really thrilled about the death of anybody. But when you're celebrating the deaths of the elderly or women or children or infants, there's something very sick. You've dehumanized your your enemy, which is what has happened here for, for a very long time. 
And I don't, and here's what I will say, and this is unfortunate, and people are not going to be happy with this, but I do, I don't think that's one-sided. I don't think the dehumanization is one-sided. I think both of these people see each other as less than human. And I see them both as less than human. <laughs> that's it. That's it right there. No, that's killer, man. Summarizes. I like Tim Dillon. That's funny shit. That summarizes my take. You guys did some actually quality coverage on this so far over the last two weeks. Um, What's your basic uh, nutshell version of of your take on it? If you had to boil it down, condense it down into a a palatable summary. Sure. Yeah. So basically, this group of people that thinks they're the children of Abraham and this group of people that also believe they're the bastard children of Abraham uh, hate each other because they're both fighting over daddy's love. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, one side attacked the other, um, and the media was like, "Yeah, they were oppressing you." And then overnight, the media was like, "Ooh, yeah, don't don't attack them like that anymore." So basically, the the big takeaway here is uh, this has been going on for a hundred years, and it happened again. Big big attack that happened, and now everyone is talking in uh, these historical it's going to reshape the region forever terms um but it's not it's uh it is another it is another skinned knee in the long history that is life what do you think they'll write about hamas in the history books like i i figured they'll go down with the greats uh giant knoxville steve-o the jackass crew they'll go down with impractical jokers as just some hilarious pranksters <laughs> you know hamas. i think you sent me a, a, a conversation that you were having with somebody uh, when they when they attacked him, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, you know, I think I think Hamas will, and very quickly. So the what the real big distinction for us, for me at least, was was watching this is up until October seventh, Hamas was viewed as heroic by at least half of this country, um, half of our country, and the media companies that they agreed that they watched weekly almost sort of agreed with that standpoint exactly and then they went in and they attacked and now i think that hamas will go down uh as being the new isis because that is what the media is pushing we all know who owns the media you know that's not even oh you're jewish right right <laughs> there's not it's not even a statement at this point that's 100 percent factual truth um if you have a problem with that sorry that's reality um so they're not going to be recorded in history as anything good for sure. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought, especially the right wing media, but the left wing media as well, overall is very pro Israel. The Democrats and the Republicans, the neocons and neolibs, are all pro Israel, right? Oh, this, that's the whole that's the whole psyop uh, for unity here is we're all now united behind Israel. Ironically, huh. this country, this country that we uh, you know has attacked us in the past, and this country that uh, actually hates us, um, we're now all united behind because we've said these are our allies in the region and no matter what they do, and specifically, before, before you've heard about the hospital bombing, right? Uh, there's one every 30 seconds under Obama, right? Or is this something just, <laughs> right. that just happened? The one that just happened in Gaza. There was a hospital that was blown up. Was that today? Yes. Okay. I think I For- might have cursed, yeah, at a cursory glance, I didn't know about it, but I don't know any details. Well, I'll I'll fill you in. Prior to that hospital bombing, there were people on the media saying that without, um, oh, what is the term? 
effectively we need to provide aid to Israel, uh, unconditional aid to Israel, is what anchors on the news were saying, unconditional aid to Israel. Meaning, if Israel flew a plane into our buildings in uh, New York City, and, uh, you know, it was knowing that it was them, unconditionally we would still need to supply Israel the aid it needs to take on Hamas. That's what the anchors were effectively saying. Unconditional aid to Israel. And then the hospital bombing happens, and they're like, "Mm, maybe unconditional wasn't the right word. (laughs) Maybe uh, conditional uh, is probably more of the right word that we would use. Um, But now the U.S. media has pretty much, they put out some information. There's two key facts that the media is now presenting to the American public to say that it wasn't Israel that actually blew up the building. One is... It doesn't look like a standard Israeli airstrike, Ron. That's that is a, a piece of factual evidence that they're using to suggest that Israel didn't do it. It doesn't look like an Israeli airstrike. And two, they tw- you know twenty four hours after the hospital came out, they came out with an audio clip of two, um, I believe Hamas uh, leaders discussing this over the phone. And both of those things, one implies that Israel Israel. Um, didn't use its standard method for blowing up hospitals. Um, and the other one could easily be faked because it's all audio. So as far as I'm concerned, I have not seen any evidence, convincing evidence that it was not Israel at this point. Well, and let's think about this a little bit rationally here. If you're going to get bombed, the best place for you to get like hurt by a bomb is at a hospital. So they were considerate there because it's like, would you rather be blown up in the middle of the desert or at uh you know at a concert or would you rather if i'm going to get blown up a hospital's probably going to be my best chances of survival as long as it still has um as long as some of the doctors and nurses survive the blast too i guess did they blow up the whole hospital or just a chunk of it was it like oklahoma city bombing or was it like building seven as far as the rubble so the mainstream narrative is that a Islamic palestinian islamic jihad that's apparently a group that operates with hummus, uh hummus <laughs> Hamas. Um, Did you say there were Hamas casualties? There were definitely Hamas casualties. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. 500 people dead. <laughs> wow, what an amazing joke I just told. We we got him. We got him. <laughs> um, uh, so there were Hamas casualties, but um, the idea was the rocket like landed in the parking lot, and then it must have ignited something else in the parking lot because then it also blew out a large portion of the building collapsing it on people. There are apparently a ton of people waiting around the hospital, outside of the hospital, inside the hospital, uh, and they killed them all. This was in the northern part of Gaza. Uh, the narrative just doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, the the evidence that Israel has provided, and this is nothing. Israel has lied to the media before, where they've said one thing and then, oh, wait, it turns out to be another later. I think this is yeah. effectively for this conflict, the Nord Stream pipeline. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there, they in a certain there is a huge amount of mineral resources and oil underneath Gaza, right? Isn't that what some people are claiming is the motivation? It's not just actually about uh, a holy war in the Holy Land. Is that true? I, I actually do not know about it. That's what I, I've heard that banded about, but it's usually by people like uh, Ilhan Omar. I don't know how true that is. Definitely the lefties not. think any is, any war is actually for the uh, for the oil. Uh, well, so let me let me just tell you this: uh, if 
the United States pushed for this two-state solution and carved out uh, the Gaza Strip, they would have carved out a different section of Israel if they knew that there was oil underneath <laughs> that mm-hmm. ground. I'll tell you yeah. that much. That's true, yeah. But how long ago was that? That was in the 70s that became... When was that finalized? I should. This is why I like having you on because you can. I can ask dumb questions and you can go, oh, no, it was actually this time and this is when this happened. And I go, mm-hmm, 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 yeah. I believe 2006 was when Israel agreed to kind of that semi-two-state solution where they agreed to pull out. I, I must, you know, my timeline is a little foggy on that. I must be thinking of when they became recognized as a the nation of Israel then. That was further back. Yeah, that was uh, that would have been in the well, it was in the forties. It was post World War II, just after World War II. They invaded and had the Six Day War and all that stuff. I believe happened. I know I've been I've been drinking. I've been drinking Sir uh, oh. Sitter. Nice. Well, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do on this show. I've been drinking beer. Let me get hell oh, yeah. Shit. I don't. Let's see. Crack that bad boy all over me. It's all a heavy right. topic, and yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> That's what that's what we've been doing. Was we've been trying to keep it light while dealing with the the heavy topic because you know I I recently I've been watching the the news all week on this topic. I recently bought a projector uh, to project live TV over my head on the wall next to me uh, while I work all day, and um, it's kind of a riff on the allegory of the cave. If you're familiar, yes, Plato's allegory. allegory. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where this image is being projected on the wall, and it's all of the fear porn from the from the mainstream media, um, and all of the absolute drama is 100 percent designed to split people's minds entirely and get them all worked up over this Israeli conflict, just as they're getting tired of hearing about uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia, and it's working very well. You've seen the Ryan Long video. Where he's trying to decide whether he yeah, should what post. Endorse, yeah, whether he should yeah. support Israel or Palestine. Palestine, that's gotta yeah. be a Jewish name, right? Palestine. You don't yeah. you don't understand. I have to make a choice. <laughs> they already canceled Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I did see that. They and uh going back to Plato's allegory of the cave, they not only did the guy find that there was more than just the shadows being projected on the wall, but he goes back and tries to tell everybody, hey, there's more out there than just this cave. We can go outside. There's grass and trees and sun and animals. And then everybody else in the cave kills that guy. <laughs> yeah, they, they mock him, first yeah. of all, because he he's not used to the dark light anymore. And they're like, hey, you can barely see anything. You don't know what you're talking about. This and that. Jeez. Yeah, I see that. I see that stuff happening all the time. You know, uh, yeah. I, I have an uncle my uncle Bob, love him to death. I'm actually for my wedding gift. He gave me a black light and, and a stone that, when you shine the black light on, like has these pink aspects to it. But really, I've just been looking at where possible ejaculate uh, <laughs> could be on my desk um, the whole time. Nice. But he he texts me and he's like, "Hot, you know, all caps, high probability of World War Three." Uh, freaking out, you know, stock up on everything now. And he's a 24-7 avid CNN watcher. Bring on the news. Which is the fifth fifth branch of our government. And, you know, quite honestly, that's where I'm at, too. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm at the point where it's like, all right, either it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. I'm really sick of waiting for it. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! Bye! Yeah. 
there was several moments in my life where I was like, yeah, nukes wouldn't be that bad or an asteroid at least. I mean, give us something. You talk to people and they still to this day say their favorite favorite sitcom is Friends. Bring on the nukes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hear or Darren O'Neill still talking about how much he likes Taylor Swift. And I like Darren, but bring on the nukes. I'm ready for him. Let's do it. Absolutely. Part of me is excited for, you know, like maybe just some idea of existence that's dangerous and uh, different than what we're currently doing. You know, I think a lot of people are there. It's better than just these little small attacks. Like, just get everything done at once. Isn't that the goal anyway to depopulate? Um, That's why that's the whole thing. I think I think that I'm not the only person. I think the elites are also thinking that. And I think that's why they blew up the hospital. So they could get the Muslims all pissed off and uh, actually start World War Three. You know, the, the big holy war. Now, why was the concert? Why was the concert venue picked as a target specifically? Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I don't know. I think um, pretty much an easy way for Hamas to pull like the sluttiest of the sluts uh, of Israel. Out oh yeah, and be like look at these. Slut- have you seen the this this idea of the hostage the hostage video that was released? It was like this one girl. Yeah, she looks like Ethan posted. Klein's wife. She looks like Hilo a little bit. Right, yeah, in yeah. with massive lip injections. Like, she's yeah, yeah. obviously getting lip filler to the Her point eyes are a little like, crooked. Right, reason. it's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, I think all of all of those reasons is uh, Hamas wanted to, like, <laughs> attack a place where uh, they could be like, look, these Jews are actually heathens. And uh, when I saw the hostage, the, the only thing that I could think of is that girl has lip filler. And it was the worst <laughs> The worst yeah. thing ever. Yeah, I've been to some music like festivals point- and stuff, and if Hamas pulled up, I would feel pretty safe that they weren't going to kidnap me because there's titties out everywhere there. I don't even... Th- it's a little more risque than what they were doing in Israel, I'd imagine. But uh, Probably. Yeah. Coachella sucks this year. It's true. Uh, I got some clips. Yeah, I got a bunch of clips coming up. But I, uh, our resident historian here in the chat, NetNed, pointed out... I got to scroll back up to it now. So... Uh, Israel was, they claimed nation status in 1948. In 1949, they were admitted into the UN. And in 1967 was the six day war. And you know why it was only six days, right? Why is that? Because they rested on the Sabbath, of course. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if that's the real reason, to be honest with you. Uh, someone, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you, no, you. Someone was telling me, uh, they're going after, I, I think it was, uh, uh, Hempress Emily M. Uh, she's an avid MMO fan, and uh, she was saying that there, she's heard, and she was just passing this along as, and this is what I've heard, and it's funny that they're going after the Saturday people, and then they're going after the Sunday people, which is you know some Christian propaganda to suggest the Christian propaganda that's to suggest that we should support Israel because the Muslims are going to come after us next. I mean, Muslims aren't big fans of. Christians, but I think they hate Jews worse. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's their number one. And that's all because they're fighting over uh, daddy's love. It all goes back to Abraham. The whole, the whole spew, the whole feud. Absolutely. I have that kind of springboards me into something I wanted to talk about because anti-Semitism is now on the rise. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It's always on the rise. Well, now it's even more on the rise now. You, like, it is happening again, this time. In- it's, that's the very start of the news report from KTLA 5. 
It is happening again. It is happening again, this time in orange. Anti-Semitic flyers left on cars. Even as state and community leaders come together tonight in support of Israel. KTLA's Orange County Bureau Chief Chip Yost is live in Irvine, where that gathering is happening right now. Chip. Yeah, hey there, Michael. We're at the Jewish Federation of Orange County, where they are having this event to show solidarity with the people of Israel. They're expecting more than a thousand people here. This, as we're also hearing about some anti-Semitism here at home. People who live in this neighborhood near Harwood and Chapman in Orange woke up Tuesday to find anti-Semitic flyers on their car windshields. Well, it's very disturbing. I mean, that someone is placing propaganda like this on our cars. It doesn't belong here and it doesn't belong in, the, in America. With a headline that says Jews wage war on American freedoms, the flyers take aim at the Anti-Defamation League, an anti-hate group that fights anti-Semitism while encouraging people to go join a local nationalist group. It's clearly hate speech, right? It subscribes to numerous anti-Semitic tropes about the Jewish people's power and control over media, finance, government, criminal justice system, American policy. Peter Levy is the regional director of the Anti-Defamation League in Orange County in Long Beach. He thinks it's no coincidence that the flyers were put on the cars just days after the terror attacks in Israel. These are by no means a coincidence, whether or not they're flyers or other activities. When we see increased activity in Israel, we see increased anti-Semitism against the Jewish people here in the United States. Levy encourages people to report instances like this to the ADL and also to police. We talked to Orange Police about this today. They said they received no reports about <laughs> these flyers. The However, they say they would the like to get reports when things like this happen. They say even if it's not illegal and if it falls under free speech, they like to document things like this in case something like this turns into something bigger. For now, reporting live here in Irvine, I'm Chip Yost, KTLA 5. So Orange County is getting hit with the anti-Semitic flyers now. Were were the flyers orange? Did I hear that in the beginning of that clip? No, it it happened in orange. He left off the word county. He's like, here in orange. Yeah. I see. I got you. And they don't really show what the flyers were, which is also questionable. Because nowadays, anything is anti-Semitic. Anything is anti-Semitic. Anything and everything is anti-Semitic. So who's to say it wasn't a Jewish person doing it? It could it for all for all we know it was the ADL doing it <laughs> because it and I was talking about this when I covered Nick Fuentes's crazy speech on here. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the ADL payroll Fuentes because they need a boogeyman. They're not gonna, they have no reason to exist and pay all the employees and get funding and collect all this money if there's not anti-Semitism going on. And it's even to yeah. the point where most of what they call anti-Semitism is not anti-Semitism. They creamed their pants when Kanye started talking about how he loves Hitler. I mean, they love that. You, you have just absolutely, completely encompassed my entire argument against Black Lives Matter <laughs> entirely. Uh, same thing. They they can't exist without uh, racism. One hundred percent. And when they're getting money to fix racism, it makes sense to never ever, ever actually fix that problem, or even to exacerbate that problem or expose that problem and make it even larger. It'd be like the healthcare 100%. insurance industry curing cancer. That's not in their best interest. Same thing all the way around. You got it. So there's a, uh, and I pulled this one because 
I think Sam Hyde might be, I mean, we already know he's the uh, school shooter. He's the ghost of Kiev. Uh, but <laughs> Well, Samantha Hyde, too. Yeah, and it's Sampu just, Hyde. But I'm starting to think it. he has a time machine or something. This is uh, anti-Semitic flyers passed out in Hyde Park, and Sam Hyde wasn't even there. But the fact that they were passed out in Hyde Park makes you just kind of scratch your chin and go like, hmm. There always is a safety issue that's involved when you see something like this. That doesn't mean... Tampa Jewish community leaders are saying that hundreds of anti-Semitic flyers were passed out to the Hyde Park neighborhood over the weekend. Hyde Park. As the it's spelled the same too. League, which is a uh, civil rights group, a Jewish civil rights group, says anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. have reached an all-time high as of last year. In fact, the group reported more than 2,700 incidents of a... Have you ever heard them once report that there was less anti-Semitic instances. It's always it's the most ever. It's always the most ever in the history of the world, even oh, more than uh, the Holocaust. I believe I think it was BuzzFeed that published a uh, um, an article that said anti-Semitism was at an all-time high in Germany, <laughs> and they had <laughs> yeah, to issue a correction. They're like I saw. Ooh, that. wait. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. Wait, uh, wait. There was that one time <laughs> that was a little bit higher. So there's Hyde Park, and now just to Sam Hyde's, uh, he, 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 like I said, he must have a time machine because I didn't know about this till today. A Jewish uh, vizier, how do you say it? Vizier? I don't even know what that this is. This guy's name was, he was a, a Jewish leader in, in Muslim Spain, and he, he made the history books, and his name was Shmuel Hanidi. Yeah, he's Jewish for sure. Yeah, but I can it's, ba- it's like Sam Puhaidi, the Indian, it's, or Sam, Samantha Hyde. There's an old Jew from sure. history that's pretty much has Sam Hyde's name. Look I at the Alhambra. Does it not look like it's fit for a king? So it is no surprise that it is associated with Ibn Agrila, vizier of Granada in the 11th century, or in Jewish terms, Shmuel Hanagid. Yep, in Muslim Spain in the 11th century, a Jew made it to a ruling status, something previously unheard of in Muslim countries. He is also the only Jew for whom there are chapters of Muslim history dedicated. There's Samuel even a famous Hanid, expression Hanid, by an Arab Hanid. poet that reflects his prominence. To kiss the hand of Ibn Agrila is more powerful than kissing the Kaaba. He was a poet and an author and uh, a high-up government official. And I just think it's... I'm going to start reading his writings because I'm 50% sure that this is Sam Hyde with a time machine. And I'm sure there's going to be some good stuff in there. So I'll get back to that. I didn't have time to actually read this. But that video was from the Jewish Unity Through Diversity Institute. And they sure. have a whopping 1.09 subscribers on YouTube. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, now, let's just take a moment to learn. Uh, we hear about anti-Semitism a lot. And not we, neither of those reports showed a close-up of what the flyers actually were, those anti-Semitic flyers. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they were anti-Semitic flyers. Let's just take a moment here to learn what is anti-Semitism. What is anti-Semitism? This is from the Jew- American Jewish Committee YouTube channel. Judaism has been around for thousands of years, and for nearly as long there have been people who spread Jew hatred, also known as anti-Semitism. The reasons for this hatred have varied over the centuries. Some have believed their religion demands it, others feared what is different, and others were simply racist. Unfortunately, even today we see many of these kinds of stereotypes around the world. Now that's, that's my, so race, not liking Jews or Judaism is racist. But if you're a Jew and you believe that God chose your specific genetic DNA line of people, that's not racist. That God loves your <laughs> specific race more than any other race, that's not racist at all. But <laughs> criticizing the religion of Judaism is racist. 
That Am is I getting why, that right? I'm trying to, I'm that, trying to make sure. That is why the beheading of 40 babies has to be the lead headline. <laughs> because we got no hospitals. Nothing. We got no shoes. Our babies' heads are falling off. That's right. That That is how you win support, is you think of the most gruesome thing that you can possibly imagine. You know, I asked my, my mom was talking about the 40 beheaded babies. I go, Mom, have you seen this photo of the 40 beheaded babies? She's like, I don't want to see the photo. I go, Mom, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You don't want to see it. It's so disgusting. That's that's how it works. <laughs> you just believe it without seeing it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I've... I haven't looked into it myself, but I have a feeling that there was a little bit of shenanigans going on. A lot of people said it looked like it was photoshopped or AI even rendered. I heard something. There's no photo. There's no photo. Uh, uh, Biden said Obama (laughs) effectively. Biden said that he saw the photo and then the their own White House had to make a correction and saying, wait, no, he didn't actually see it. He was just, you know, (laughs) speaking, speaking in alliterations because the photo doesn't exist. I didn't because realize. the the IDF is not allowing people, uh, the rep- actual reporters, in to see these atrocities. They're just saying you can't go in there; it's booby trapped. But this is what's in there. Wow! And that's that's how our news media works. No proof, we say so. Yep, that's it. We that's choose well. truth over facts. So, what does anti-Semitism look like today? You've probably seen images like this. It's actually a modern adaptation of a very old false accusation. So the image is Israel is the hands. They're holding a knife and fork that has the American flag. It's colored like the American flag. And there's a dead Palestinian on the plate. That's the image. In the Middle Ages, some Christians alleged that Jews used the blood of non-Jews as part of their religious rituals. That's the same old lie. Jews kill the weak and drink their blood. It's called a blood libel. Eventually, the blood libel and other myths made their way into the Arab world. In Damascus, for example, when a local monk went missing, the French consul had Jews in the city tortured into falsely confessing that they had used his blood for their Passover rituals. How do we know it was a false confession? It's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, it probably was, but I'm just saying that seems like it seems seems like uh, if you got a confession, you'd say likely false confession maybe would be a better way to put it. This was a total lie, disgusting in any way against Jewish dietary laws, but the incident resulted in years of anti-Jewish violence. Today, too, some people use the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to accuse Jews of all kinds of lies that present them as monsters. Some deny the indisputable historic Jewish connection to Jerusalem and the Holy Land. Others blame Jews and Judaism across the world for the conflict. Again, these are old lies in new form, and they're designed to fuel hate. But the older forms of anti-Semitism still exist today. Now, the older forms of anti-Semitism, it has an angry looking ghost on the screen and the other forms of anti-Semitism pop up. There's uh, seven of them here and they're all in quotes. There's blood libel, blame, control, stereotypes, disloyal, greed. And you want to guess guess what the last lie about Jews is? Control. Conspiracy theories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh what like, the I, hell is this? I, I don't have anything against the Jewish people. Um, yeah, obviously. Geez. And if there was anything that was would be construed as hateful in the show, just remember this show is satire, and we love Jews here. Jews rock! I love Jews! We were joking around again, sir. 
And it went too far. Just like it always does. Someone always gets hurt. I just as an aside, I think um I think you should leave is probably the greatest show that exists on television these it's days. It's definitely the best thing Netflix has ever done. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Um but I, I don't have specifically the Jewish people, I don't have anything against them, but to suggest that they are like these anti Semitic pamphlets, I don't think it's anti Semitic to suggest that Oh, it is odd that a lot of Jewish people are um, owners of our media sources, or they are the controllers of our banking system. I don't think that's anti-Semitic. I think that's a, a, st- a statistic and an observation. Yeah, it's just like the observation that white people tend to like mayonnaise more than most other races. Yeah, there's a there is a subsidiary of uh, the Washington Post called the Root, and um, quite frequently on the Root. Uh, which is this um, very, very uh, black, black supremacist news article or news source, which is allowed to exist. They oftentimes refer to white people as Mayo Americans, uh, which is, again, a in contrast to African Americans. We are Mayo Americans. Hellman's? Yeah, Hellman's. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, okay. a, that's not racist, though, because they're oppressed. Yeah, mayonnaise monkey is my favorite slur for white people. <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck what i do with this clip? oh yeah here okay so anyway yeah i there's something coming up in here that i just found kind of interesting maybe you can help me dissect exactly why this is again these are old lies in new form and they're designed to fuel hate but the older forms of anti-semitism still exist today we see them on the far right by white supremacists and white nationalists or in the name of religion or from conspiracies about Jews, or on the far left, including under the guise of human rights. So what is it? Now, did you catch that, that audio change there? With the people going, ah. No, listen, okay, so uh, listen closely to this guy's, it's the audio recording of the narrator changes right after he talks about the far right. It's almost like in post they had to, they realized, oh, well, People are going to call us out for not mentioning the far left and the audio changes almost like it was a throwaway last minute thing or not throwaway, but something last minute they had to insert uh, to appease somebody like in post-production. Just listen to the, the recording. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But. Still exist today. We see them on the far right by white supremacists and white nationalists or in the name of religion or from conspiracies about Jews or on the far left, including under the guise of human <laughs> rights. So what You're is right. it? Kind You're weird, right. right. It is. It is added in there. To yeah. Be like we don't want to come off as one way or the other. That's funny. That's a good catch. Yeah. It was the the audio changes. It's still animated. Um. I I just thought that was interesting. I'm not exactly sure what to make of it, other than they would just get destroyed. I guess uh, for being hypocrites or or not pointing out that how much of the far left doesn't like Israel. Um. And they're, they're well, to, much props to the far left, too, because a lot of them are standing their ground. Um, Abby Martin and this, all of them. Yeah, in this current current state. You know, no, none of them have come out and said, while I think Israel is an oppressor, I think that this attack was terrible. Um, they've all pretty much doubled down on it, and uh, I respect that in somebody that's able to stand up for their beliefs. I don't. I don't think that they they believe what I believe in the same manner or way, um, like we're like we're on the same team or anything. But I respect people that are able to take an unpopular stance. Hell yeah, yeah. I, 
definitely uh, people that don't back down, whether or not they're well-informed or even have the right intentions. Yeah. I, I appreciate somebody with some balls. Well, especially people that were championed by the press for the past 10 years and then all of a sudden turned into enemies of the press. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you were listening last evening when we discussed MSNBC. I was, yes. They have they had two hosts on the show. The um, mysteriously uh, absent now, right? <laughs> right, and Mehdi Hassan, who are both uh, Muslim, or or at very, I don't know their religious beliefs to a T, but they yell from or hail from uh, Muslim countries. They have been suspended at MSNBC, or or at least the content of their shows is not being put out at MSNBC. How much given this conflict? I, and. Uh... Uh, this is something I hate it when I have a question that is something I probably could have looked into if I would have thought of it ahead of time. But how much monetary influence directly or indirectly does Israel itself have on the U.S. news media? I mean, I don't know about Israel itself. I just know that the U.S. news media, as um, that lovely song pre-stream you played about uh, Bob Iger pointed out, um, I just know that they William Iger. To be <laughs> William Iger. Yeah, Wigger. Yeah, I just that they happen to hold the strings of a lot of these companies or have large ownership shares in a lot of these countries. I don't, you know, I don't know what it is if, if it's directly Israel or if it's just uh, people that would have large sympathies towards Israel or, or have a belief system that aligns directly with Israel um, that has control over our media. But yeah, to suggest that that is not the case would be to lie. And there are um, not just, People to practice Judaism in power. It's not just; it's mostly about the money. But there is you have you can't leave out the factor of people that practice Judaism, like true Zionists, really believing that Israel is the Holy Land and it is a religious conviction for them, as well as the Wasps, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, and all the Christians thinking, uh, you know, the Reagan era uh, boomer Christians that are very heavily pro-Israel and always will be because they do believe that they're the original God's chosen people. Also, <laughs> even if uh, Kanye and Kyrie Irving and these guys are right, that uh, they're not even the real Jews, <laughs> um, which well, is a whole nother rabbit hole. But Biden today on the, on the media in the news and, and uh, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go out and find it on YouTube right now uh, in his speech while he landed in Israel today. He said the words, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, uh, thus implying that our leadership is suggesting that the United States of America is a pro-Zionist country. Yeah. And the words from our free leader. It's it's interesting because for a while there, they kind of toned that down, kind of like they toned down the New World Order talk that Bush Sr. was doing. Right. But lately, it seems like the people are just coming out of the woodwork as uh, coming out of the closet as Bra- uh, just very braggadocious open Zionists. Is that yeah? That's something Zion- that's well, not no, typically normal. I didn't think well, it's not typically normally praised. It's not typically normally uh, said out loud. Zionism, the idea of Zionism. The only people that discussed Zionism prior to October seventh were the people that you, the media would describe as far right. The the most mentions of Zionism before October seventh happened in in the dark reaches of the of the alt-right which were 4chan that's the only people that were actually mentioning zionism 
now our the president of the United States of America and a uh, democratic one to boot has just effectively declared the United States as a pro-Zionist country. And an Irish poet named He wrote a line. I said, "Too long of suffering makes a stone of the heart." Yep. Too long of suffering makes a stone of the heart. The thing that I found in this, this real quick meeting with all of you is none of your hearts have turned to stone yet. Every one of you talked about what you have to do. Every one of you talked about having to reach out. Talked about whether or not they're a Jew or a Muslim. Reach out. Playing the Oscars playoff music. And, uh, you know, uh, I've uh, often said, I remember the first time that I uh, was in Israel with uh, Golda Meir. She was uh, just before the Six Day War. And she was telling me how terrible everything was, which it was. She kept flipping the maps up and down behind her, and all of a sudden she looked at me and she said, Would you like a photograph? Okay, is it? I did already pass it, or is he going to say it? <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't actually know when he said it in the speech. I believe it's what the story he's telling about uh, when he was in Israel and, and seeming nervous, and the lady said, you know, I, I, you know, you seem nervous. We're not nervous because we have a secret weapon. That secret weapon is we have nowhere else to go. Oh, uh, I thought it was going to be the Ark of the Covenant. He said that three times in his seven and a half hour visit to Israel. That's how long Biden was in Israel. It was seven and a half hours before he hopped on Air Force One and went back. The MSNBC has been saying all day how brave and courageous he is for going to a war zone as a president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, while having uh, two fully loaded uh, U.S. carriers of pretty much all of our most advanced uh, weaponry, including rockets and airplanes, um, on those ships. Uh, how brave he was for spending seven and a half hours in Israel, where he repeated that same story no less than three times. I saw it live on TV today. Um, now, there's two possibilities there. With Either if they were going to let him go over there, one... The most likely possibility is he was never going to be in any danger. There was a 0% chance of him ever being in any danger. And two, they really just want to get rid of Joe Biden that bad that they're going to put him in danger. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, so that was the big thing in MSNBC, which is MSNBC is the Fox News of the left, uh, effectively. And they were like, how brave he is. And this has been the whole thing is how good... Um, Joe Biden's state, you know, how good his cabinet is doing in all these events and whatnot and how brave he is. Um, but it was in that same speech that you were playing. I don't know if it happened before or after where he does mention the Zionist comment and it might be after that. It's story. probably after that. Yeah. Oh. oh, shit. I lost it. Oh, here it is. And I thought that's unusual. She just got up and walked out to her outside her office. And we're standing there having a photograph taken like you and I are standing with that press. And she, without looking at me, she turned to me like this. She said, you look worried, Senator. I said, I am. She said, don't worry. We Jews have a secret weapon. Secret weapon. Fight. We have no place else to go. There you go. Well, the truth of the matter is, if there weren't in Israel, we'd have to invent one. The truth of the matter is that I believe that uh, as I went home and said I got in trouble at the time, but it's true. You don't 
don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. Boom. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. And I think the security and safety of Jews worldwide is anchored in the continued vibrance of the state of Israel. That's a good springboard because there's been a lot of weird uh, spooks, not just in the intelligence community, but, well, kind of also in the intelligence community, just not officially. Uh, you know that dumb bitch cunt from Broward County? You have to be more specific. Uh, than that. She was very instrumental in helping cover up the Parkland shooting and probably orchestrate it if it even really happened. That's a whole other can of worms. But uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz showed up uh, recently on the news here. Back now to the very latest on the war between Israel and Hamas. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz is right now in the Middle East. She was on the ground in Israel and is joining us now live from Jordan to explain what she saw. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to see, of course, that you are safe. So we understand you. you were in Saudi Arabia. Even though you heard put what your happened. life in danger. You went over <laughs> to Israel. You got to see what's going on on the ground there and speak to some Israeli leaders. So talk to us about what you saw and the conversations you were able to have there. The, the, the devastation that was rained on Israel was unprecedented by the savagery of Hamas, whose mission is to eradicate Jews and Israel. And the, the, the horrific stories that I heard meeting with families who have either had their loved ones captured and are being held hostage or murdered in cold blood um, yeah, 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 yeah. Were, were sickening heart sickening and gut wrenching. Um, but I also had a chance to talk with government leaders. We met with Prime Minister Netanyahu, with uh, with the opposition leader Yair Lapid, and and families here um, in Israel who uh, who are residents here. And the resolve to make sure that Hamas is never able to do something like this again is is strong. And our congressional delegation wanted to make sure we came to ensure that we could demonstrate the United States support for Israel rather than just talk about it. Well, and, and speaking of that, you are heading back to D.C. here shortly. And, and yes. talk to us about the importance that the president called it urgent uh, need for Congress to take some action. Of course, there has to be a House speaker in place to get some something done. So tell me about what steps are next there. Now, this God, she went. She goes on and on. She, that woman, that woman. I, I, so I haven't liked just, her for a long time. But after what there was already the scandal with her uh, and the DNC and Bernie and all that. But. Then right. what she did to RFK Jr. <laughs> Speaking of anti-Semitic, she was like, blood libel and RFK Jr., you're anti-Semitic. And I vote that we move to not let him speak at this censorship hearing. Remember that? Right. And. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, that, that I just want it for your listeners. No, no, that's the Jewish woman that uh, ha, was has been accused and, and very likely um, is accused of rigging the 2016 election to make sure that Bernie Sanders did not. Uh, win your vote um, so that Hillary Clinton would become the primary candidate. She fed Hillary Clinton the questions prior to uh, actual debates that occurred. Um, She's a Jewish woman, and now she's over there in Israel meeting with the leaders talking about the horrors that are going on. And that's the the person that is delivering information to our mainstream media. What in the world is going going on here? here? So this is the rest of that clip. So tell me about what... Uh, Well, yeah, I'll just pick it up where it left off here. So tell me about what steps are next there. You know, in talking with Prime Minister Netanyahu today, it's it's clear that Israel will have the need for us to help her replenish 
her Iron Dome supply and ensure that she has the ability to continue to defend herself. You know, any country that has had this kind of violence and savagery perpetrated against them needs to have the ability to continue to have the strength to, to push back and to prevent this from ever happening again. I'm thankful to President Biden for bringing in our carriers, both right up near Israel and to the region, to ensure that this this violence and terrorism doesn't spread to other parts of the region and that no other uh, terrorist organization gets any ideas that Israel is weakened or that the United States resolve is weakened, because neither is true. And Christy, I wanted to come as not just a member of Congress, but as a representative of one of the largest Jewish populations we have in our country, as a Jew yeah. and a Zionist myself. And it was just so important for our bipartisan, bicameral delegation to come to Israel. We were coming anyway as part of our Abraham, Abraham Accords trip, and we wanted to make sure that we came regardless of the situation on the ground. In fact, now I'm, this is complete speculation here, but she just happened to already be coming to Israel at that time anyways. It's, she's always been the cleanup crew person. She's Broward County with the shootings, with the DNC scandal. She's always got her fingers and happens to be around the places where something, there's a big cover-up going on. She so always happens listening- to be in the physical proximity of there. Also, I thought it was interesting that she referred to Israel as she and her at least five times in that short clip. And then, of course, yeah, her saying that she's a Zionist. There you go. Uh, so if you were listening last night, we were talking about this idea that Israel has been this country that has built these walls, has established this army, and the entire purpose of building the walls and establishing the army is in preparation for an event like this. And they were caught completely off guard, completely red-handed in this scenario the uh, the Hamas terrorist group was able to attack Israel, and the IDF was not prepared, and they were able to take these uh, hostages and uh, inflict maximal damage to Israel, and then get away with the hostages before the IDF could even respond. And now, mind you, the Israel is, is their entire existence has been preparing for this kind of event, and there are just so many certain significant things that have occurred in Israel over the past 10 days, over the past two weeks, um, that lead me to honestly consider this idea that this entire event, this entire thing that occurred um, was scripted. Like, And I'm not saying it was scripted. I'm saying it just feels like it was because a lot of things don't add up. And that's another one onto the list. She just happened to have already been had this trip planned to Israel uh, for the Abraham Accords, and it just lined up perfectly with this terrorist attack. Yeah. What the heck's going on around here? There's lies. <laughs> That's what's happening, lies. Let, let me um, let me kind of piggyback off that. Uh, so Dick Masterson, who I'm a big fan of, hilarious, probably up there with Tim Dillon as far as funniest uh, broadcasters in my book, funniest podcasters. And he's always poo-pooed the idea of any, really any conspiracy. 9-11 being an inside job is one of them. But it, the Israel allowing the attack to happen and the seemingly way beyond intelligence failure, but just straight up planned and coordinated plan to let it happen or even orchestrate it, who knows, is so obvious that even Dick Masterson is starting to reconsider his uh, conspiratorial thinking. Because really the underlying message is everything is fucked up. Yeah, the underlying message is that the Israeli government let it happen. A hundred percent let it happen. Either they let it happen or they have no fucking idea who they're bombing, by the way. Yeah. It's not, well, we don't know. 
oh man, Hamas so totally surprised us. We're going to go kill Hamas. Uh, but you didn't know they were doing that terrorist attack, right? That's all they've been saying. No, we, we don't know that terrorist attack coming. Then you definitely don't know where they are, right. and you're just indiscriminately killing people. So it's either one or the other. Well, they're you saying things. You know where they were, and you let that attack like, happen. They're saying things like. We, you know, we just wrote it off as like posturing, like, yeah, oh, we didn't think those were actual exercise. Like, they're basically saying like, oh, yeah, we were totally asleep at the wheel. Like, I don't you, believe have, you. Have you read these, these quotes? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, it's literally like, oh, yeah, we just acted really dumb and they got us. They got, you know, like it's. We goofed. Yeah, like it's, like when, it's our first day. You're a country that like doesn't goof like that. So if I don't. See, so you definitely didn't goof. I don't believe you. I think you did it on purpose to get their natural gas, which is like a hundred billions of dollars of natural gas under Gaza. I think like that's why you're doing it. Everybody just. That's why the U.S. Just government would do it. And everybody just nodded off at once, huh? Like I mean, just ah, oh, we don't really taking them seriously. Right? <laughs> Hasn't been like decades. Now I'm starting to of- think you let 9-11 happen, actually, and I didn't fucking think that before, but now I do. <laughs> now I actually do. Now you've got me thinking. Reopen that 9-11 investigation. What really happened there? <laughs> and and you know what, John? Uh, you know what? Uh, not John. I always say John because John is my co-host. You know what, Chris? Um, that is 100% my thinking these past couple of days is, you know, this seems like an orchestrated 9-11 uh, for Netanyahu to have had let happen. Um, somebody who has struggled to maintain power within his own country now has this massive terrorist attack with a divided country, people that hate him. You know, then he becomes this wartime president at a point where it's like, do we change leaders? And I don't know if Israelis are going to view this attack as, you know, let's all rally behind Netanyahu. It sounds like a lot of them are like, let's vote out Netanyahu. So I don't know what their motive was, but it does sound very similar to almost like a planned 9-11. The only thing that's missing is Netanyahu uh, giving this impassioned speech and then saying, now watch this drive. (laughs) Yeah, and I got to say, I don't think anybody's really going to flock or or rally behind Netanyahu like they would have before Kanye made that comparison on Alex Jones where he had the bottle of Yoohoo and the little butterfly net. (laughs) <laughs> I think that really just <laughs> took uh, Netanyahu down a peg big time. Honestly, but, uh, that's the only thing I think about when I hear the name Netanyahu. It's the same same with me. Um, apparently, Owen, I have some Owen Benjamin clips I might get to later, but apparently Owen Benjamin was helping Kanye write a lot of those jokes for the Alex Jones appearance. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. And we're back. Uh, is John still coming? You know, I don't know. I said, uh, he said, sorry, bro. So then I go, you hopping on soon? Evidently not. He's not, I don't think he's coming. All right. And we're back. Tabs in a six pack episode 214. Or, wait, what? Is, actually, is it 14 or 15? That's a good question. I should probably get I that I thought right. it was. I 214. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, Just yes, because yes, yes. what what's in the box was 213. That That's was right. With, uh, midnight Mike. That's correct. Well, it's good. I'm glad. We can. Thanks for clearing that up for me. <laughs> you understand? Here, let me read this to you. All right. Let me finish this uh, explanatory video on anti-Semitism from the American Jewish Committee. Premises and white nationalists, or in the name of religion, or from conspiracies about Jews, or on the far left, including under the guise of human rights. So what is it? Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. 
Although the word Semitic refers to a family of languages originating in the Middle East, such as Hebrew, Arabic, and Amharic, the word anti-Semitism only refers to Jews. It was coined by an anti-Semite in Germany in the late 19th century. He used pseudoscience to classify Jews as Semites and as a separate race, which would be used by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis during the Holocaust. But anti-Semitism is not just hatred. Sometimes we hear people say, Jews have too much power and they control the media, but I don't hate them, so I'm not anti-Semitic. But that is anti-Semitism. Oh. Anti-Semitism is conspiracy, <laughs> not just hatred. Anti-Semitism is conspiracy. Not You're just reading hatred. something real bad. So it's, what's ironic is this idea of conspiracy would would also then apply to this idea of what like BLM is pushing out, that this idea that they're oppressed, they're the suppressed member of society, and that all laws were created originally to suppress their um, beliefs and their views in society. And so effectively the Jewish argument is that of the white conservative as well. Um, and that's invalidated because the Jews are them in of themselves an own race, and they've created their own term for being hated, and that's anti-Semitic. It's it's very fascinating, and it's <clears throat> I just to reiterate the point again. My main problem with anti-Semitism is it they include not just conspiracy theories as is a broad brush to say it, that's anti-Semitic, but also. You're criticizing of the Israeli government and just the religion of Judaism while having no self-reflection that maybe a religion that says that your genetic line of DNA is the old, or is the true chosen people of God might be, in a literal sense, pretty racist. I think if anyone else did that, that it would be considered a hate group, really. But, uh, you know, what do I know? So let me as succinctly and calmly as I can explain what's currently happening. To the anti-Semite, Jews are someone in power. While Jews have been and continue to be vilified as inferior, Jews today are also collectively perceived as being superior, as having too much power or control, and are attacked, even killed, because of this belief. Uh, is, has this happened? Like I'm assuming they're talking in the United States. Has this really happened that a powerful Jew got killed? No, it's 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 continuously this idea that anti-Semitism exists. Um, people don't like Jews to the point where you've got you've got to sell the story to people. Otherwise, people will not believe it. And well, for, someone for I don't know if you know time, this, Dan, but someone passed out a bunch of flyers, not just in Hyde Park, but also in Orange County. And no, we didn't get to see what the flyers looked like, really. But to tr- I, I believe them. It was anti-Semitic. And I'm not going to put the, up with it anymore. Was the guy who passed him out caught? No. So that's the thing is, is my biggest caution to everyone is n- never believe anything until you actually see the proof. Not, not told the proof, not, not told, oh, we saw it. It was so disgusting. We can't show you proof, but actually lay your physical eyes on it. As much as I don't want to see 40 beheaded babies in a photo. I will not believe that narrative until I see 40 beheaded babies in a photo. And even then, you you can fake that too. Exactly. I'm at the point where if a literal flying saucer walked out, landed in my backyard and stepped out, a bunch of green men or big gray or something, I probably would assume it was a hologram and somebody was pulling one over on me. And that's the thing with with our media and with with the narratives that our media puts out is 
everything that they put out is always framed in a way that it is easy to accept. And there's never any sort of, uh, but we must, you know, stipulate that. And we can't independently verify this. It's always put in a way that this is what the truth is. And if you question it, you are an absolute um, conspiracy theorist. You're, you're this nut job that doesn't believe in anything. You don't believe in science. You, you hate Jews. You hate Muslims, whatever the, whatever the group du jour is. Um, and you're, you're cast aside. You're the guy returning to the cave after being set free, trying to set free your people. And uh, they laugh. They laugh at you. Yeah. This is what makes anti-Semitism different from other forms of hate and bigotry. While racism punches down, anti-Semitism punches up. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so now it's like, wait, are we admitting the Jews are in power now? What's what? Uh, I'm confused. That's that line suggests so. Punching mm-hmm. up is usually viewed as noble, unless it's at Jews, evidently, according to this fellow. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So what happened is nothing. Because the core of anti-Semitism is envy, resentment, distrust, and conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. Isn't yep. this just it, the the word the word conspiracy being conflated with every other negative human emotion and attribute? It, it never ceases to boggle my mind. Well, the the thing is, in this day and age, you can dismiss anything as a conspiracy, and as soon as it's tainted as such. I think 80% of the people, you know, kind of disavow it. Oh, well, I didn't know that uh, without any sort of actual evidence or deep dive into it. Yeah. It's, um, and I think Adam pointed this out on the recent no agenda, but the Jewish space lasers turns out even that was real. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the video of it. Like he said, there's, they're using space. They're using lasers to shoot shit out of the sky. It's like a beam. It's like, like an orange, orangish red beam. Pretty cool. Actually. Like per, like perhaps, uh, you know, uh, not Hamas aligned, but other aligned terrorist groups' rockets. Yeah. When we witness the weakening of democratic, pluralistic societies, we often see rising anti-Semitism. It's not only a danger to Jews, but to everyone. The white supremacist ideology that led to a massacre of Jews while worshipping also motivated the mass murder of Muslims in their mosques in New Zealand and the murder of black Americans in Buffalo, New York. What's the citation for that? How do we know that that mass shooting motivated directly motivated all those other ones? I've the never heard that claim York. be made. Well, I well the claim that I heard made was the one in New York was racist because it was uh, anti-black. I, I never heard anything about anti-Semitism related to that. Well, it was a synagogue. They shut up a, a, the Pittsburgh one, but then yet yeah, then they say now they're saying Christchurch was motivated by the Pittsburgh shooting and the. Uh, Buffalo grocery store shooting that was that killed mostly black people was also in in uh, inspired by the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting with no evidence to back this up. Yeah, it doesn't make um, sense. It's just I don't know what's going on. And it's not only Jews who are harmed by anti-Semitism. The anti-Semitic attack in Halle, Germany, killed two people who weren't Jewish after the gunman failed to break into the synagogue. Anti-Semitism may start with the Jews, but it never ends there. Okay, so all this hate is wrong, but what can individuals do to change it? First, learn more about Judaism and the history of the Jewish people, including in your own country. Second, when you... Uh, I, uh, I wanted all to... Of, all of my learning... 
all of my learning about the Jewish people in my country has been uh, called anti-Semitic. I want to do a really, if comments weren't turned off on this, I would do a really well thought out, eloquent comment supporting this video and then saying, and and please, like it said, learn more about Judaism and like why Jews are great. <laughs> and then have the link, send them to stormfront.com or something. <laughs> you see Jews portrayed in egregious or preposterous. Stormfront's the Nazi one, right? I'm sure. I, th- I think yep. that's one of them. I think you're, I think you're accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ways, keep in mind the long history of demonization. Finally, call out anti-Semitism when you see it. Standing up to hate isn't always popular, but advancing peace requires courage. The more we learn about each other, the more we can see all people as sacred beings, deserving of the utmost love, dignity, and respect. There you go. Well, call it to out their when credit, you see it. To their credit, they didn't, um, even though they parroted some talking points, to their credit, they didn't say, now please support the ADL. So. <laughs> That's a, that's a recap on anti-Semitism. I don't give a shit. Which kind of, I just wanted to boil that down because I have a bunch of clips related, just tangentially related, but I'm not going to get through all these, but I did want to play Sarah Silverman. Have you seen this woman? You know this broad, Sarah Silverman? I know about Sarah Silverman. Okay, well, she has a podcast, and uh, this is a clip from her podcast where she's just upset that people are trying to get her and other American Jews to comment on a certain thing. You know what really gets me is the demand that American Jews comment. I mean, people are reaching out to me like crazy, demanding that I say something. Half of them demand I denounce Israel. Half of them insist I support Israel. There's nothing I can say that is not going to get me in trouble with several people. What I'm trying to say is this conflict is really hard on me. I get it. I know that I'm like an outspoken person. I talk about like Jewiness. By the way, uh, this clip. Oh, no. This clip, you would think this is from. I might say something and people won't like me. Yeah. It reminds, it does remind me of the Ryan Long video. But you would think this clip is from this last week or two. But no, this is from two years ago. <laughs> so. Like an outspoken person. I talk about like Jewiness. Jewiness. So, yeah, it makes sense. But. Every Jew I know is being called upon to denounce or support Israel. You're Jewish, right? I mean, I'm Jewish, but I'm not accountable for the actions of the fucking (laughs) Israeli government. I'm from fucking New England. I'm a New Englander. But there is this thing with Jews. I mean, like, people really fucking hate Jews. And it's just so weird. I mean, you know... As they shouldn't, but no one goes up to Chinese Americans and, and demand that they condemn the uh, concentration camps of one million Uyghur Muslims in China. And thank Doesn't God they don't. Right. They're fucking Americans. Condemn I feel it. like that's both a good and bad example. I don't know. Because also, as we know, you know. Sorry, say, what did you say? I mean, I don't know about that point. I feel like if you're an American citizen, you should condemn the Uyghur camps in China. Regardless of of if you're Asian or not or Chinese or not, yeah, I get what she's saying, but it's this the whole like, oh my god, I can't believe people are expecting me as an American Jew to take a side or even make some kind of comment on it. Which yeah, I I don't think you have any obligation to take some kind of no, stand and make not. some kind of statement. I, but the I've next, al- sorry, go ahead, okay, go ahead. It's just I've always hated that kind of ideal, like. Oh, you know, you represent this group of people. You have to, you have to say something, or, or uh, you know, 
as somebody with your platform, you have to make a stance or say something. You don't have to do shit. Yeah. This is generally my take when it comes to anything like that. I don't give a shit. Right. So I like that. When Trump started touting the China flu, the Kung flu, all that fucking bullshit, anti-Asian violence went up exponentially. And thankfully, this country rallied around them to demand stop Asian hate. But already, you know, anti-Semitic hate crimes are up 400% in Britain. Surely it will happen here and globally. And I really hope that when that happens again... Uh, people will rally to stop Jewish hate and to point out that there is a fucking difference between the government of a Middle Eastern country and Americans who happen to be Jewish. No, I agree but, you know, Jews as a people tend to be pretty fucking allyless. <laughs> yeah, the last point she had was good. But then that rap, that closing thought, Jews as a people tend to be pretty allyless. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, our president just claimed that whoa, we're hey, the entire, look entire who's country here. of Zionists. Hold on a second. Is that, is that John G. Do? Hello? Oh, oh, yes. Is this, is this, is this the, is it the Israeli embassy? Hello. <laughs> I'm looking for the Israeli embassy. You're just in, uh, you're just in time. We'll, we'll go ahead and, Hello. uh, we're, we're, uh, let's go to, come back from a break here real quick. Hello, hello. I have heard myself. I, uh, I, I am looking for the Israeli embassy. Hello, is this the Israeli embassy? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're here. What do you need? Uh, I would I would like to. I, I had a, a you want pepperoni sausage on there? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have something very important. I have something very important. Please listen. Okay. I uh, I had a an encounter with a a terrible terrible hummus dish, and I would like to report it to the Israeli embassy. I'm told that this is where I should call. <laughs> wow what an amazing joke i just told <laughs> john how's it going uh we were actually talking um you, you and me were just talking um before earlier today before we started the show john and you were saying that uh you might not always express the sentiment um on your show but you were comfortable here saying uh fuck israel they had it coming and all those women and children and babies like like they're worthless scumbag pieces of shit. I think that was what you, you said something like along those lines. And uh actually No, I only I, I I only take exception to uh to to terrible hummus that makes me sick for days. <laughs> and uh Dan actually just informed me right before you joined the call too that uh which is actually pretty cool cuz you get like I didn't realize you guys were so involved with charity, but he said that um every every penny of the proceeds that people donate to millennial media offensive is actually directly uh, going to Hamas. Is that true? It's, it's to create a a tolerable Hamas brand that we can buy (laughs) in stores here in America. Also to buy Domades. (laughs) Uh, All right, back to the show. John, uh, I'm glad you could join us. We're uh, in the middle of discussing anti-Semitism and Sarah Silverman, and she was just complaining that American Jews. Okay, are well, repul- it's been it's been really nice. <laughs> I will uh, see you guys next time. <laughs> oh wait, I have the perfect. Bye bye bye. So Sarah Silverman is actually. Com- 
the uh, the fellow that comes to mind when you play that jingle looks a, just a little bit better than Sarah Silverman to me. Larry David. Yes. I don't know, man. Sarah was, Silverman got, so, got a nice about. rack. She has a nice rack. I gotta say. You ever notice that uh, you Jewish girls have, have seemed to be a, a, bit. Of a bustier, a bustier persuasion? That's the one thing that's uh, they probably are that, God's chosen people just because of that mere fact alone. If you if you take a look at the uh, the the internet addicts who are habitually online, you'll see that uh, they often the the posters who consider themselves to be defenders of Israel online because it is different than Israel IRL. But they uh, they often appeal to the fact that the goyim are just jealous of the Israeli w- women's bosoms. I thought for sure you were about to bring up Ben Shapiro's hot sister. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I know the, exactly what you're talking about. Just, Those just things the imagining are lethal. Her makes me want to play the jingle. Jews rock! I love Jews. Okay, so I Sarah's hate that. <laughs> I hate that for Ben Shapiro's parents that they never had a son. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good bill. So Sarah Silverman, John, was just complaining that she has to, that her and other American Jews are being asked to comment on the Israeli-Palestine situation. And by the way, that clip uh, I later revealed was from two years ago or so. And and she uh, said, you know, th- she, sorry, go ahead. Part of the reason that I don't uh, swear with the, the F word is because Sarah Silverman has taken all of my vouchers for swearing with the F word and she uses them all along with several other people's because she she tends to use, I'm sure you've heard it if you've been listening to Sarah Silverman clips but she tends to use that word as if it means something <laughs> yeah it's um for a lot of people it's also just become a cr- verbal crutch to get you through the sentence instead of um or like it's fucking this and fucking that but uh, well mine is so so is better so, than mine go ahead i have a hey Chris, I think the battery yours? died on my shock collar, though, because I haven't gotten shot. Is, is that Dan? Is Dan here? <laughs> I am here, yeah. yeah. Hello, uh, sir. Hello. hello. How do you feel about Hamas? Uh, it's good in small quantities. I think they serve, <laughs> enough. They serve a purpose in the time and place. <laughs> I like Hamas pretty good, so, on a serious note. So, so Sarah Silverman. Yeah, she so cursing. she was complaining that American Jews are required and pressured to take... Uh, to pick a side, take a stand and comment on the uh, Israel Palestine conflict. And she said that Jews don't really have anybody in their corner. They don't have many allies and uh, they're not, they don't <laughs> essentially, she was just saying the opposite, uh, the opposite of Jews have power and control in Hollywood, which I find kind of hysterical. I have to ask, I have to ask this comes to mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. Is flat justice anti-Semitic? What's is flat justice a, a tit ref a tit thing? What's yes, flat? yes, it is. Okay, I had to, I, yeah, I haven't giving, heard of that, but giving, I just I assumed it was. What is flat justice? Give me a definition of that real quick. Uh, from my understanding, and I, I've only seen it in a uh, few few places, just a couple of times. Uh, it's just bringing attention to the fact that women, small small breasted women, need love too. Uh, flat justice, and it, oh yeah, I, I the itty bitty titty uh, anti-Semitic now. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for your courage. I Oh, wrong one. Damn, I've been fucking up the soundboard today. Sorry about that. This is the one I meant to play. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. So Sarah Silverman <laughs> is complaining about all that stuff and, and 
like why did why do uh, we shouldn't have to weigh in on Israel Palestine? I'm not part of the Israeli government. We shouldn't have to weigh in on this because there's bigger issues going on. And then out of the other side of her mouth, she's doing this. You know what really fucking gets me? I'm off my game tonight. Comedian Sarah Silverman yeah. isn't laughing about non-Jewish people playing Jewish characters on screen. Sarah, <laughs> so that's the issue that really is. <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't have to publicly talk at all about. Israel, Palestine, and war crimes. That's not our fault. That's not our problem. Why do we got to say anything about it? She's complaining about that. And what she is complaining about is non-Jewish people playing Jews in movies. Comedian Sarah Silverman isn't laughing about... I have to say, in the the last Israeli production that I saw on Telegram, it seemed like everyone was Israeli who were portraying Israelis. (laughs) (laughs) They were even portraying the Hamas people that uh, were having that phone call discussing who blew up the building oh no no those were arabs but the (laughs) ones who were supposed to be israelis they all seem to be israelis get that get that in the background back to sarah silverman it kind of works better non-jewish people playing jewish characters on screen sarah is taking issue with the news that Catherine hahn a catholic was cast to play Joan Rivers in an upcoming limited series. But on her podcast, Sarah said Hollywood has a long history of using Gentiles or non-Jewish actors to portray Jewish characters. Watch. Jew face, <laughs> doesn't feel good to say, uh, is defined as when a non-Jew portrays a Jew with the Jewishness front and center. How many times no, did Sarah no, Silverman I, do no, blackface? Because it was more than one. I would have taken a lot of makeup. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I disagree. I, I've always understood Jew face to be the opposite of O face. When you're expecting O face, but you don't get it, that's what I've always understood Jew face to be. <laughs> okay, wait. So, explain the logic there. When you think, basically, when you, so when your your mouth ex- would be closed, Jew face would be closed mouth. And not you're, you're in a situation, a, a situation that I won't elaborate on. It's a, it's an adult situation where you're expecting to uh, be be met with an O face, but you instead you find that you're met with a Jew face. Hmm. Everybody knows you that that I mean that's gay butt sex you're describing. I just had a freaking psychological orgasm. You just. <laughs> Achieved being more anti-Semitic than me with that comment. <laughs> oh, I don't think shit. I don't think so. Yeah. No, no. I kid. I kid. I uh, I I love I love the Jewish people. And if you're not cool with homosexuals in your schools teaching your kids about butt sex, with the Jewishness front and center. Um, often with makeup or changing of features, big fake nose, all the New Yorky or, or Yiddishy inflection. And in a time when the importance of representation is seen as so essential and so front and center, why does ours constantly get breached even today in the thick of it? Tori, what do you think about this? I know neither of you are Corey, but what do you think about that? Are Jews the one that nobody gets in trouble for being racist or anti-Semitic again? To me, it's that's the big no-no. That's the one. Uh, and I that's kind of why I like making Jew jokes, because it's the most dangerous uh, racial or religious jokes to make. You can make fun of white Christians well, or even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you nail it on the head there, Chris. 
Absolutely. It's it's very funny that Sarah Silverman would go on, on air and say that Jews are a fair game to make fun of when uh, everyone knows it's Christians, especially in Western media, Western uh, television, all that stuff. When it comes to repercussions and consequences, Jews as a race and Jews as a religion are the two that you really don't make fun of or or criticize or anything. You can get rid of you can do like the it's it's a little edgy to do the black people like watermelon and fried chicken or the Mexicans are, you know, they're sleepy. But if there's only one slur that'll get you in more trouble than the N word and it's the one for Jews, I'm pretty sure. So it's like I don't see this. uh, Sarah's Sarah's take here is there's two. There's that complaint I have. And then also Sarah Silverman's complaint that why do we why do we have to get pressured into talking about this. It's not my responsibility to take a stand. And then the stand she adamantly takes, because I've seen her say it multiple times, is people doing Jew face as a woman who did blackface at least twice. It's I think I think she is. I'm sorry if my name were Corey, I would say, uh, Sarah, (laughs) uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Um, I um, I you know, you're you're speaking specifically of of blackface, Jew face. Slav face, Arab face. You're you're speaking directly about uh, oh. impersonating people, and I I have particularly never seen a program with someone wearing a tall black square hat with curly sideburns <laughs> and seemingly unbathed. <laughs> oh, I do want those sideburns once in a while. That might be it's Halloween's they, coming up. I might do the Hasidic Jew look. I do I do enjoy the curly sideburn look. I wish I could pull it off. Oh, you're Jewish, right? Dan, I just realized, I hope you, you were uh, paying more attention than I was. Uh, we should, if we if you haven't already, turn the stream over to Nick the Rat. Yeah, I did it around 9.45. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let's, <laughs> at least somebody's paying attention. Jeez. All right. Um, I, th- I, I just want to say as yes. a uh, non-Jewish person with dark curly hair and a big He's nose. He's a Catholic. I am a Catholic. Uh, I'm a Catholic. I believe I believe that I would be accused of doing Jew face um, many times. I was in, I had a friend and I visited him out in New York City. And uh, we were in the financial district of New York City. And that's, that's Jew face. Two Hasidic Jews came up to me and asked, are you Jewish, brother? That's what those were their exact words. Are you Jewish, brother? Because I apparently look like a Jew externally to actual Jewish men. So I, mean, I would. I, I think just, I just were they also were they also tapping you on your shins with what looked like a walking stick? <laughs> no, 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 no. They were telling me what brand of pickles I should eat. Uh, I guess it was kosher. <laughs> That's it. They said, "Look, look for the star, David." I always. I could definitely pass for Jew. I have the Jew. I'm not Jewish to the best of my extent. I'm a mix, like a pure mud of. Swiss, German, Irish, and uh, just European, just all the mix of all the poorest uh, European bloodlines. But so I could you're pass a mix for a of Jew every country sure. that's ever had a program. <laughs> I could pass for a Jew because I have the Junos. So would it be Jew face if I didn't have to make myself at all look like a Jew and just play no, a Jew in a movie? <clears throat> it's Jew face until you get plastic surgery. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No. Well, if you if you if you've seen that uh, hostage video that was released by Hamas, 
if you had lip injections, you would definitely be accused of being a Jew face. Oh. I, I know John's seen it. <laughs> I've seen that, that one. That woman, she like I said, she looks almost exactly like Ethan Klein. He was... Uh, Ethan Klein's wife. Ethan Klein's wife. Hila. Yeah, so... And by the way, did you know that they had told they told this 20-minute long... They made a 20-minute long video telling the story of how they met. Do you know where they met? Synagogue. A Holocaust museum. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> oh... I believe the museum was hosting a speed dating uh, event. <laughs> uh, it was actually a speed hating event. I'm going to make it some dealer's choice here. Uh, would you guys like Bill Maher or uh, the other BPITU? Just because I don't know what it is, I say the other BPTIU. The other BPITU is the biggest problem in the universe with Dick Masterson and Vito Giswaldi. And I think Dick's problem that he brought to what the, the premise of the show is they both bring problems and people can vote on the problems as to what the biggest problem is. Anti-Semitism is pretty high up there, but it was on there. Ironically, uh, uh, the war on blackface, another uh, problem that's very voted very high up. Um, but he brought bad neighbors in light of, uh, recent events. And, uh, I just thought his, I thought his, uh, breakdown of this is pretty good. Bad neighbors. We all have to deal. Bad neighbors. We all have to deal with bad neighbors. We got to work it out. You know, we all have to. They're horrible. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Rogers. Neighbor, your neighbor. What makes a good neighbor? <laughs> say, say again. Does this man not own a diaphragm? Oh, Dick. Yeah. Um. He does. His voice is pretty high. It's it's high up there. But I think that's probably his nasal passages from the insane amount of cocaine he ingests. Jew face. <laughs> fences, Farm. right? Big fences. Oh, okay. Neighbors can be so bad. Big fences. They let their dogs. They throw their dog poop in your garbage can. <laughs> They're too loud sometimes. Yeah. Like fucking kids are screaming at each other. Like a seven a.m. on Saturday. All the time. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of kids screaming. Kids could be kids. screaming for many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're barbecue. Maybe the kids are all excited about a barbecue, and that's why they're screaming so much. When you're not looking, they the they fire. mash up all your tunnels underground yeah. for no reason. They get the they get the fucking king of Babylon to throw you out Hold of your on. own homeland and make and just shove them mm, there. I don't know if that's a, a they start building. Thing. They start building on your yard. Yeah. I'm gonna put my shed right here. My uh, I got some nephews coming over. They're gonna sleep right in this shed that I'm putting on your yard. What are you gonna do about it, pussy? It's <laughs> common neighborly problem and you say what the hell man People building what structures the fuck? on they your cut land. off your power they could cut off your power at any moment yeah uh bad neighbors you know <laughs> and then the whole block's getting involved oh i gotta fight down the block we gotta get involved this yeah. could affect one of your kids goes cause problems in their house and they're coming over all right how am i gonna fight you i fight me what mm. the fuck this guy's just staying in my house one of their kids for? you know hits a baseball goes through your window <sighs> then you, you know, throw the baseball back. I throw the baseball right at the kid. Right, I was I'll show say. you who fucking <laughs> throws a baseball. Wham! Right between the eyes. Then dead. You, then you got to build a big baseball shooting out of the sky machine to prevent all the baseballs. Then they take all my baseballs. Coming over. I got to dig a tunnel <laughs> to go to Dick's Sporting Goods. Get more baseballs. to get more baseballs. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I'm in a baseball war. <laughs> Praying to Babe Ruth. 
Babe, the Babe Ruth. I'm going to fucking. I'm going, man. I will never stop hitting and throwing baseballs for you, man. You're the war. Babe, man. I'm in a baseball war. They think Hank Aaron's so great over there. I'll fucking show them who's the great Bambinas. And meanwhile, you know, you've been training your kids to play baseball. They've been training their kids to play baseball. Their kids play all dirty. It's like a bad news bears type situation. Yeah, it's American League and the other one, National League. Yeah, I think if we if we used uh, sports analogies like baseball as a way to uh, deconstruct wars, we would solve a lot more problems. And I can add to this. Yes, please. Let, let me let me add something to this, uh, please. Uh, Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me again. set you up for it. This is John G. Do adding something to the conversation. I'm here in uh, the worst neighborhood in on in the city, and uh, America has really pioneered how to handle these neighborhoods. What what they do in America, and what maybe we should do with this neighborhood, is we stop policing in the neighborhood, and then we encourage people not to go to those neighborhoods for their own safety, and we let those neighborhoods do throw baseballs at one another. Back to you. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, now, so a complete hands-off approach is what you're talking about. Instead of intervening in the baseball war, you would, you would suggest that we, we don't bring our team in there and try to show them who's boss. And we definitely don't start sending a bunch of baseballs and baseball bats to both sides of the team. No, we we send crack cocaine. (laughs) We send who home? The umps. Oh, the umpire. Exactly. Yeah, we send performance enhancing drugs to one team. And then the umps go home. Okay, yeah. I like that. I also did like the analogy of praying to uh, Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron as, instead of the uh, Allah and versus uh, Yahweh. Everyone now, knows Hank Aaron is the bastard child of uh, baseball. I, I don't know if I exactly heard your take, uh, John. Now, are you... Who do you hope gets... more? Who do you hope di- more die on their side? Are you hoping more Israelis die or more Palestinians die? What are you, who you rooting for? I, I I don't root for anyone. I just hope they keep sending their hummus. <laughs> are you retarded? I've got uh, a couple more. Well, yeah, I got I got some more stuff we can do. Um, we're a little over time, but we also started late. So, thanks again, John, for for coming by. I hope it's I hope not anything's too crazy. I hope you're doing all right. I got, I got a bunch some, of clips coming I got up. A bunch of clips coming <laughs> yes, up. Yes, I I have just uh, I I have been out of the bathroom for uh, just a, a little bit of time i'll inevitably have to go back because of that bad hummus that i got that's why i called the israeli embassy i, I thank you for helping it's been a great help <laughs> i just i'm a i do you think has i'm sure this is something we could probably find we have the technology at our fingertips do you think anybody has had to take refuge in an embassy specifically because of diarrhea yes Play I would song, venture right? a guess. I would ask. I would say, start your search in South America. <laughs> what is that? Is that because they're they are unsanitary living conditions down there? Fucking, I'm supposed to be Most, the racist one on this show. Of the water. Take it easy, champ. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Maybe sit the next couple plays out. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I have one I'm, Bill. I'm Mark all clip. out of baseballs. <laughs> I have one Bill Mar clip here. By, uh, yes, this is James. Um, who is this guy? I should probably have written his name down. James Kerchick and Matt Duss are on Bill Maher. And, uh, 
I'll spoil it for you. This is just two minutes of them saying Israel's completely justified to kill civilians, pretty much. Um, they clearly have to respond. They have every right to respond. The Israeli government has every right and responsibility to defend its people. What we saw uh, last weekend was absolutely shocking and barbaric. Um, there are no, no two sides to that. Um, we have to condemn that unequivocally. There is no justification. I, I Kill babies. That does, that does not mean we can't have a conversation about the deeper context here. We have to have that conversation. That does not justify in any way what happened. You said there's Ooh, a siege on Gaza. That's right. There has also been a blockade uh, since 2007. Um, that is part of this context. Again, not a justification, never a justification. Um, well, a blockade from a, a land they gave back. Yeah. They, they withdrew gave back. Right. Gaza is well, not they withdrew occupied. their forces and settlements from within Gaza. Okay, but the reason there's a blockade is to stop shit like this from happening. When he says Gaza is not occupied, I guess theoretically that's true. But if you, if you lock, if you basically herd a bunch of people into a cage, you're not, you're not invading them. You just have them locked in a prison. Is yes, it? if all the guards and the warden left the supermax, the prisoners would still be there. Yeah, and by the way, they would probably rather have guards there instead of having the keys, having no access to the keys and having the supply of food and water and everything cut off. If you're in a prison, you'd rather have guards there so that you can at least get some kind of uh, supplies because there's no agriculture in Gaza. They com- they rely completely on foreign aid, right? It's 100% foreign aid where they get all their food, water, clothes. Am I wrong about that? Hummus. They're hummus. <laughs> No, I agree with that. That's the whole point. They gave it back. They said, you know what? Make your life your own. This this conflict right now could end right this second if Hamas were to put down its weapons and surrender unconditionally. I know, it would never happen. But that's... Pro-Israel, pro-Israel, go Israel. The of this conflict. Yes. If, the, if the Arabs were to put down their weapons, and this goes back to the 1930s, before the creation of the state of Israel. If the Arabs put down wait, their weapons... Wait, I have a point. I have something to if say. It, he went from saying Hamas to saying Arabs. He yeah. said if Hamas would surrender, and then the next time he said it, he said Arabs. Is I didn't think Arabs was politically correct. Uh, it's the Ara- Arabian diaspora. So it's not incorrect, but it is a very large group, so much so that you can't really talk about anything specifically when saying Arabs. How does Hamas start their fires when they commit arson? An Arabic lighter. Always been the, always been the reality of this conflict. If, yes. the, if the Arabs were to put down their weapons, and this goes back to the 1930s, before the creation of the state of Israel. If the Arabs put down their weapons, there would be peace. If the Jews put down their weapons, there'd be no more Jews in the Middle East. I love how much applause that there would be no more Jews in the Middle East gets. And one guy even goes, woo! There would be peace. If the Jews put down their weapons, there'd be no more Jews in the Middle East. This same, hold on, that same <laughs> analogy has been used time and time again uh, throughout the life of the mainstream media. Namely, the one that's coming to mind when I hear that is not every Trump supporter is a racist, but every racist is a Trump supporter. That is exactly yeah. what I hear when I hear that kind of thing. Yeah, it, and 
I, I meant to ask you this earlier, and now that you're here, John, maybe have either of you been listening to much Sean Hannity or watching much Sean Hannity? I called in the other day. Did you really? Sean Hannity? Yes, I called in to Sean Hannity. Do you have a clip? No. Uh, he, he has a very nice producer, and we spoke on the phone at length. But um, uh, I, I did call in. I, I achieved my objective. I, I forced Sean Hannity to cut me off by saying, look. <laughs> did you say, here's the deal, or just look? Uh, he may have said, here's the deal. I, <laughs> I, I, I zoned out in bliss when he said, look. Not a joke. I would have. I would. I would bet, and I'm. I'm uh, not a hundred percent sure, but I'm fairly certain. I'm taking an educated guess from what I know about CIA Sean Hannity that he's probably very much pro-Israel in this whole thing. Like burn Gaza to the ground, kill everybody in there, every man, woman, oh. and child. Like like is is Sean Hannity going full Old Testament God level of violence? He's calling for for Gaza and saying Israel can do no wrong. Because I would imagine that's what he's saying. <laughs> Fox News isn't even talking about Gaza. Fox News is past Gaza. Fox News is past Hamas. Fox News is already on to the funders of Hamas, Iran. That's all they talk about. <coughs> Every wow. episode. Yes, and they, they want to kill all uh, all Iranians, all Hamas people, all Palestinians, almost as much as they want to kill Matt Gates. Yeah, they're ready. they're ready to get back into the Middle East. Bush was right. Bush was right all along. We should have been killing these people for 30 years, not just 23. Now watch this drive. <laughs> second second time that that motherfucking comment's been made on this show. Yeah, <laughs> that is a classic. I like the meme where Bush goes, now watch this drive. He smacks the golf ball and then the golf ball hits the World Trade Center and blows up. <laughs> that one's pretty good. And uh, then a, a bunch of Israelis dance. Cool. Yeah, I've seen that one. Sorry, I stepped on your... Uh, Stepped on you with the strong bad clip. The dancing Israelis. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Speaking of reopen that nine eleven investigation, what really happened there? Israel. My my take on this, and let me. You guys can correct me if you're wrong here, but my research has led me to the basic conclusion that the State Department and CIA, along with Israel and Mossad, used Saudi Arabia as a vector so that they could lay the blame, kind of like we used China, the Wuhan lab, as a uh, it's like now now it's kind of there's plausible deniability so saudi arabia is in the 28 pages they say that saudi arabia funded 9-11 and all that that's just a smoke screen because israel and us did it right is that your general take we recently had a segment about this maybe show 69 or so uh, <laughs> where 69. we uh we talked about how um the cia was trying to recruit the uh, the the um the 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 combat pilots and uh w- the FBI was was putting this information out that the CIA had been trying to recruit them and, and miss the ball on pegging them instead of you know not letting them become combat pilots uh, so even if it wasn't intentional it was a blunder of epic proportions on the CIA's part, at least. Now, uh, you mentioned Mossad. Uh, two of the five men in the Dancing Israelis video that is so controversial and probably shouldn't even be mentioned, I don't know why we're talking about it, it has nothing to do with anything, were confirmed to be Mossad agents. Okay. Yeah, because I saw them on the BBC saying we were there to observe the event. And it's like, okay, so you knew something was going to happen if you are already in Manhattan that day to observe the event. 
But yes, and we um, we we hadn't gotten our calisthenics in for the day. What's the controversy around them? Just that people don't want to associate Israel with nine eleven. Why is it? Hello, what's hello. the controversy? Hello. The, co- the controversy is that you're talking about Jewish people. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. I have. Well, actually, let me finish this, Bill Markle. I think it's about it. I mentioned this about it bothers me the moral equivalency that goes on in the American media. I don't think Israelis would ever purposely kill babies. I think they have killed babies. That's collateral damage, which is another horrible thing, but that's part of war. Well, I think, when, I think that there's a very diff- big difference between rejoicing yes. when you kill civilians and the Israelis regret when they c- kill civilians. I've seen, and I don't know if maybe I got roped in by some kind of deep fakes or something, but I remember Abby Martin playing footage years ago of Israeli snipers shooting women and children and just laughing hysterically about it and smiling and joking around about it while they're doing it. Is that true? Or was that just, did I get sucked in by that, some kind I of I believe fake? that mindset that mindset transcends all snipers, all marksmen. I, I don't yeah. think that's uh, just, <laughs> yeah. that's. Yeah, but that most is, snipers uh, and marksmen are missed, baby. Most snipers and marksmen aren't intentionally shooting pregnant women and shit. Like that aren't they're not shooting civilians. At least they shouldn't be. And maybe that was Abby Martin's, you know, lefty propaganda that I footage I saw. Could have been something completely different. But it sure looked like uh, snipers taking pot shots at Gaza and and the aftermath of that. I'm not saying it could have been. It could have been propaganda. I never know what to believe at this point. But uh, when Bill Maher said, "I guarantee you that no." Israeli would ever celebrate killing civilians like Hamas would. I I take uh, I take issue with that. I think like Tim Dillon said, they're both <laughs> the uh, the people involved in pushing both sides of this war <clears throat> are uh, sick. But the vast majority of civilians, especially innocent ones that have no stake in this or just trying to survive, are probably great people. But we have some bad hombres. Yes, the uh, the cure. I have a cure. So I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry for stepping on you, Great but I, band, I, I'll be quick. I have I have a cure for the sickness of the people p- promote pr- propagating this war from both sides. Um, I believe once you get your tenth COVID booster in a window of two hours, I think that illness would be cured. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Get what? those fucking babies vaccinated. I am at risk. <laughs> so. Oh, I do have an ISO. I have an ISO of the Bill Maher thing because this just for some reason made me laugh so hard because I just am imagining the one guy that went woo immediately, <laughs> immediately uh, just being completely embarrassed because the either the applause side and went off at the wrong time or this guy really just is excited about there being no more Jews in the Middle East. If the Jews put down their weapons, there'd be no more Jews in the Middle East. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> woo! <laughs> That would be a fun thing to do is be in uh, like the Colbert show or even SNL, something like that, and make it seem accidental, but constantly applaud at the wrong times and laugh at the wrong times. Just always be a couple seconds off of the applause signs and the laugh signs. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm a dreamer. I, I I try to do things that even if only I thought it was funny, I'd go back, I'd record that, I'd TiVo it, I'd have somebody TiVo it, and I could go back and watch me laughing at the wrong times. Well, you know, it's just Do you think I joined podcasts to make other people laugh? <laughs> uh, well, you make me laugh sometimes. You have had some good zingers on there. Yes, I've I had it you, all pent up. Are I've you had drinking two on, hours worth pent up. Are you drinking on anything tonight, John? 
I am not. I almost poured a glass of whiskey, uh, but then I, I decided against it. I, I, I um, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't think my stomach in the situation that it's in because of the the terrible hummus would would um, would handle any whiskey very well. So I'm not. I am stone cold, stone cold sober. I still can't be held responsible for anything said here, but I am sober. I gotta say, I you understand one of the pillar rules of comedy, which is if you if you drive a bit into the ground and keep beating that dead horse, it gets not funny. But if you do it for long enough, it circles back around and becomes twice as funny as it originally was. So I appreciate that. About it. It's about how long you wait. Beer, to reference beer, it again. Beer, 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 beer. Wow. Wow. All right. I have a game. Maybe we can wrap up with here. It's called bit shoot roulette and I still need a jingle for it. Have you guys ever bit played shoot bit shoot roulette? Roulette. I, you need a, an audio clip of a six shooter. With the cylinder spinning, and then someone <laughs> saying something to the effect of "bit," and then either a click or a bang. Yes. Well, the idea is we uh, because a BitChute is a broken ass website. Every time you do a search for the same exact entry, it will the videos will appear in different order. Uh, so let's here. I'll just go ahead and use this. Let's see if this works. All right, I'm going to put in BitChute Jew song. While you do that, the only difference between Russian roulette and BitChute roulette is that you have a healthier liver when you're playing BitChute roulette. <laughs> All right, we have landed on our first pick here. I just entered the search Jew song into BitChute. We're going to see what this is. Hell yeah, brother. Oh Let's do this thing. Tomorrow Israel were bummed. I'd sacrifice my life and fight along my friends because they are the chosen knights. I- this guy is wearing an American flag mask with American flag, flag glasses and an American flag hoodie, by the way. And he's got an Israeli flag behind him on green screen. I just wanted to provide that visual set, for you. Set the mood. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Salute their six-point star and do anything they say Cause the Jews deserve their freedom and their land is here to stay And I'm proud to be an American where my country's run by heat Okay, (laughs) I was until that moment I was like, I was trying to figure out if that was pro or against Israel and now it's I'm realizing definitely it's very against. much against. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, maybe this guy really means what he's saying. All right, let's let's play one more time. Maybe two more times. <clears throat> yes. All right. You know what I'm talking about, right? You search the same thing, and it just the results come up in a different order every single time. Yeah, that's All right. Cute. This song is called "Hey You." you a Jew? Because I need you. I need you not to be afraid. It's not time to hide your fame. It's not time to point fingers and blame. Time to stand up for what's right, not back down from the fight. Dogs from a mile can smell fear. With the OG started from the bottom, now we're here. But us being here is something bigger. 
We're not just here for the six, seven figures. We're here to light up every corner. That means Warner, that means Emmys, that means Oscars, that means Grammys. Yeah, we own things because we work hard. 80 years ago, we were all in the graveyard. People always going to want you. See, now this, I think, is a Proju song because he's showing yeah, sad when, Holocaust footage. And it's from the Zionist report. I, I can't tell. He I just know figures. The YouTube and channel I was is like, the Zionist report. with figures? <laughs> I was waiting for the N-bomb right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... That's... Uh, even even on this show, that word is not to be used on abs in a six-pack unless you were quoting Lyndon Johnson. That's my rule. <laughs> Yes, well, ever since we uh, we started covering Africa and Dan misspoke when he was talking about the people from my Nigeria that's been on his mind. I should be able to say the N-word. <laughs> the N-word. You know what the N-word is? Dead. From when you wake up to when you go to bed. That means that every breath you take is a rebellion and it's strong. Your epic success every day proving Hitler wrong. But all those hours now you spend on your phone this time, it feels like it's a bit too close to home. No more hiding behind screens. Now you'll see that our women are queens. Spitting fire. Oh, you lost me. I was on board till that part. The women are queens? <laughs> Fuck women. <laughs> yes, and all the goyim are jealous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because of their Botox lips. Goyim. Now, hey, never mind. I'm not going to go down that road. That's going to... The goy The goy rabbit hole is something I still don't understand. I don't understand the difference between a goy and a Gentile, but... Uh, Maybe you can explain. All I say is, is Goy, am I glad to be on the show tonight? (laughs) I'm glad y'all are here. One more game of it, shoot roulette. Uh, Here we go. This has got to be the winner because there is a very stereotypical Shylock Jew as the thumbnail art for this one. This is called Bad Goy's Song. Oh, I get it. Oh, like Bad Goy's. You go to school and then your brain gets chewed. Wow. Well, if there's one thing I accomplished today, I've probably doubled the amount of lists I'm on. The watch list. So that's good. Um, is there anything bad else? Goys, bad boys. Bad boys. That's solid. I was like pretty good. For every that, list that your name is added to, there's a chance that it gets added to the only list that matters, and that's the list, the the list that's read and the great judgment. What's that? The, is, what's that? The um, that's like you talking about the red scare? Yeah, he's talking about the Jewish God. Yes, the Jewish God is red, like the devil. No. Oh, red is in he a, has read a, a list, book. and he he has a list. He has a list. He's checking it twice. He's so I'm going to admit, is the list the naughty nice. list or the nice list? I'm so confused. Everybody now. knows that that, I mean. It's the nice list. Okay. You want your name to be in it. So every list that you get added to, there's a, that much more of a chance that that's the list you're added to. Okay. Be, just because of process of elimination, eventually I'll be on every list except that one. So if I get another list, it will have to be that one is what you're saying. Yes, that's right. 
Is wow. let, just to clarify my own understanding, John is uh, Randy Weaver on this list? Randy, we you know you see saints aren't on the list because they <laughs> oh. they they transcend the list. They are True already get it. Uh, they're already enjoying paradise uh, with with all of the benefits of the the paradise. Uh, so they they there's no need for Randy Weaver's name to be on the list. No, uh, is Brett Favre on the list? Drew Brees, because that's a season. Wait, is Brett Favre play for the Saints? I thought that was Drew Brees did. Drew Brees plays for the Saints. Brett Favre is a Mississippi guy. I just am trying to check John's bias here. Well, I I would have uh, before you even explained who Brett Favre was. Um, n- no, he is not on the list. Well, the, the watch did. list anyway. The watch list. I can't speak for who's in the book of life, but uh, I no, uh, he is not on many watch lists. So just statistically, I would say probably probably uh, not there. Well, speaking of paradise. <laughs> I got uh very nice. I got a seven. No, I didn't. That was a it was a sound effect of dice. I was lying. Shit. Well, John, uh, and thank you for coming and shit, Dan. No no agenda no agenda millennial nam and That's uh me. John G Do. You host you both host a fantabulous show, one that makes me uh kind of be awe inspired at how informed you are compared to me. I just get drunk and talk shit, but you guys are really doing some important work. So it was nice to uh try to get you to, uh, I don't know what my goal was. I guess get you here and get you in a trap that's going to maybe get you canceled and mm. get some heat on you. Maybe it's kind of my... You uh, you Thank don't you, publish this, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. I gotta say, I gotta say thank you. That uh, that smoke on our buttholes felt really nice. Mm. Yeah, especially mine from, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the hummus that I uh, unfortunately devoured. Yeah. Plus, it's so gapingly large. Probably got a little bit more of it in there. Have, have you? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Seen doing. It? I was thinking about doing what we did last time, Dan, and wrapping the show with a prank call. But I was just trying to wrap my head around something that would be topical as far as prank calling it, within the topic, the subject matter of this episode. And I can't imagine a scenario when something would go well. No, uh, I, I I wouldn't want to call like any sort of uh, synagogue. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got any Barnes Nobles uh, numbers on your list? I think we could do probably a pretty good Barnes Noble. I got a good uh, Catholic priest bit. Call a strip club and ask if they have any Jewish women working tonight. <laughs> done. Done and done. Do what okay. John said. Uh, Florida's probably a good place for a strip club, right? Or Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta's good. Um, okay. All right. Um I think no, but this means that since it was John's idea, he has to be the one that makes the call because I always do it. Yeah, yeah, no, John, John. So, John, uh, if to understand this, he's going to call, and as soon as someone <laughs> says hello, you're on lead. You're on lead there. Yes, yes, I, I, I am used to taking the lead. <laughs> John, G do all right, very well. Take the lead once more, good sir. Oh. GM is, is currently call. unavailable. Okay, yeah, it was. Uh, maybe I should I, see. That was Orlando. I'll try Atlanta. Maybe we should Orlando? end with Bishu Roulette. I like how <laughs> I was saying. I'm thinking we're not gonna do end with the prank call like we did last time. And Dan's like, no, let's do. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the last one the was best. very funny. I have to say. Oh, the the <laughs> what was it? The sn- <laughs> Snickers bar in a 
bucket of oh yeah the Hawaiian punch Hawaiian punch poop yeah Jesus Christ um okay well you know what you know why you know why I'm off I don't have my uh, inspiration here hang on a second. I've heard the strip clubs in Atlanta are very quality. Alright, this looks like a winner. Do you want the Islamic call to prayer in the background while you make the call? Not yet. Thank you for calling the Please press zero for additional information. <laughs> Good evening. Hello. Hi. Hi. Listen. Can you hear me? I can. Hello. 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 Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. How are you doing? You doing okay tonight? Um, I am. Thank you. Uh, good. I- I'm glad to hear that. Um, I was thinking about coming in tonight, and I gotta be. Com- Completely honest with you, and I'm wondering, um, do do you all have handicap accommodations? We do, yes. Okay, I I'm here with a friend, and we've had a couple of drinks tonight, and we were wondering how we could have a good time, and uh, we saw that Cheetah was kind of close to us. Uh, my my friend uh-huh. John Brennan is here, and he um, he John, say hello. It's okay, say hello. Sweetie, I'm gonna have to put you on hold for a second. Okay, hold on. They're not coming back. What they do? What they what they do? What they do? I think they might be coming back. I like women with big giant tits and big asses. That's right. Well, okay, I muted it so we can enter among ourselves and see if she comes back. I felt like that was really going somewhere. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was feeling I was feeling good about that. I was like, "Oh, this like this this lady's going to give us all the deets and the the numbers and the things we need to do. We'll have a whole game plan and uh we could maybe just plan out a whole fake bachelor party with her." <laughs> yeah, every time you say the name, I'm going to have to bleep that out though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you didn't have to call attention to that was the name. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think you're yeah, right. Yeah. It's looking like there's That's, looking it's looking like we uh, I think my uh my Yahoo. energy intimidated her. Yeah, I, you sounded you sounded like a legitimate call. You didn't go too hard too quick, which is what can happen when you're a guy trying to get to a strip club, get too hard That's too right. quick. <laughs> that is right. All right. Oh, sorry, Ooh, I don't need to come anymore. <laughs> uh I get I see what cuz you meant come in both ways. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, we'll do uh, this one. Last try. Wow, this show tonight's going to take some editing, huh? That's okay. I've been drinking. I've been drinking a little beer. You know, it is what it is. What a I've been drinking beer. Beer, 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 beer. Are you winning, son? Hello. Hi. Yeah, I, hey. uh, I'm here with a couple friends. We were thinking about coming in there tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but, $20 admission per person, perfect. 21 and over. 
And do you do you have any um, Jewish dancers? Because we're trying with everything going on, we're trying to shop it. Uh, we're trying to no. Well, we're trying to just I can't uh, support is we we're trying to support um, Israeli. Uh, we're trying to support Israeli business. Understand businesses. that? Yes, but we don't. Not to my knowledge, yeah. no. What uh, twenty dollars is a little steep. Excuse me. Well, that is twenty dollars is a little steep. Well, that's something. That's like that is a pretty like Jewish thing for you to say there, um, man. But I I get I get why. <laughs> dude, the first time what we prank called a strip club on here, this dude threatened to fucking kick my ass, and I was like, Shh. I was like, he's like, where you at? You out in the parking lot? And he like ran outside. I was like, oh fuck, I'm glad I'm not in Florida right now. <laughs> so apparently, somebody out in the parking lot had been fucking with him. Apparently, the um, just as a aside the strip club by here has changed names three times because the neighbors houses around it were getting bullet holes in the walls and windows and uh every couple months for a while there somebody would get shot in that parking lot it's awesome it's a cool place that's what you get when you call your club bangers you understand all right well mmo.show millennial media offensive every tuesday right there around was it 6 p.m uh 6 p.m. Eastern, you're kicking on that pre-stream, 5 Central? Yeah, yep, yep, that's right. 5.30 Central for the uh, for the actual show. It's I And I show up around 7. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I'm i a big fan of what you guys do, and it's... it's I, I was telling this to Dan. The, 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 um, I, covered, I used to cover a lot of politics on this show, and then people like you guys came around and just did it so much better than me that now I'm just focused on... Uh, like mermaids and demons and uh, I don't know what else have we talked it's about. It's all lately? politics. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I just can't. I uh, I can't compete with you guys and no agenda. I think you you guys are uh, you guys are doing the Lord's work over there and uh, just keep it up. And I take back everything I whatever I said in that uh, first review we did of it when I hadn't heard of the show on um on misinformation. <laughs> everything that was said helped us yeah that was uh, everything you guys said was completely true and uh we improved because of it well good so what happened is nothing exactly. so i hope everybody will tune in there obviously the show notes uh will have links to everything your socials your podcast and uh, i have a couple producers to thank before i forget we had uh a big one coming in big boost from Vito. uh I'm assuming this is the same veto that sponsored our that started our dollar douchebag pledge for Battle of Douchebags. He's coming in with thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three Satoshis. Yeah. Five threes. And that was uh he said all my favorite millennials together at last. Ah, Servito. Yeah, we he's, know him well. He's good. And then uh he's he he really started a whole campaign drive for Battle of Douchebags. A dollar a douche. And then uh C Brooklyn. One one two, with know him too. nine 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 nine. See, I, I think I see what he did there for the uh, topic at hand. Oh, actually, no, this was for the last show he was boosting, I believe. Love the topic, but there should be a boost button option, a boost option, so we can shock the shock color. Um, man, it would have to be a high boost because I already get frustrated enough getting shocked for saying like. It would be, I think, for a a fifty thousand boost, I would do that. Did you not get shocked just now? Well, I don't know. I, it's, I think it's because I p- put a new prompt in the Python script. It's 
kind of acting wonky. It's still reading the transcript of everything I say. I see it scrolling by on their laptop, but there's something, uh, what Giggs did is he put in a grammar prompt that will now shock. It will, it will be able to tell if I'm using it in a verb or an adjective or just a, it will be able to tell the grammar of it. So I won't get shocked if I say, if I'm trying to say, I enjoy that or that was good. And I say, I like that. It won't shock me for that anymore, which it has been theoretically. I see. So that, John, John, I don't know if John knows that, but uh, he's got a shock collar on. And if he says the word like, he gets shocked. I was annoyed at how much I was saying it. Yes, I'm not going to do that. And after <laughs> I after I uh, get that one tackled, I think I'm going to put fuck and fucking because I want it to really be worth getting shocked when I use the F word. I want it to, I want it to sting. Kind of like how it feels when you say cunt. I want fuck to be back like to that again, to where I'm only using it when I really want to use it. I think, John, you might be on board with that word. Yes, but I don't say it. <laughs> so you'll be good. Uh, well, and uh, I did have a monetary donation in here as well. We had $25 coming in. For, I think it was 25 coming in from NetNed on the Fiat. The Fiat. Oh, hell All yeah. right, let's hit the ch- Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's enough for at least one of us to get in. And uh, I think I had one more too, but uh, I got too many fucking tabs. Oh, shit. I got too many freaking tabs open over here. But, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, so, NetNed coming in with 25 buckaroos and Booberry coming in with 3369. Oh, last, last Hell second. Yeah. Booberry 3369. You know him as uh, the host of Behind the Schemes, which, uh, if you're not listening to Behind the Schemes every Monday night, I don't know what you're doing. It's like I told Mike, Midnight Mike, it's the most cutting edge uh, podcasting 2.0 podcast there is. They're doing stuff that nobody else is doing over there. And kicking ass at it. And uh, you can join them around a nice fire after a good evening of goat slaughtering. And anyway, uh, I won't keep you guys any longer. It's uh, it's getting late. So, John, Dan, thanks so much for coming by. And uh, I'll just, you can't see it, but I'm saluting you. And I'm just going to say on the offensive. On the offensive to you, too, my On the sir. offensive. Hell yeah, boys. OTO, yes. Don't donate to these shows so that we can buy more hummus. <laughs> It's funny again. See, it is. Yeah, it's gone around twice. The merry-go-round has gone around twice, and now it's back to the third time. It's funny again. So, everybody, have a good night, and I'll see you all at the polls. Thank you. Have a nice day. Conflict that might have averted a further escalation of tensions between the U.S. and the Communist bloc, who were admittedly even less humanitarian than the worst American betrayals of freedom throughout the world, but other than that. War never solved anything. War never solved
Shitmyass.com. 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 Why, why, why do conservatives who've done nothing to Israel deserve to be persecuted and attacked like Hitler did in the beginning? Deplatforming, putting us in ghettos, lying about us, demonizing us. We can't take the news saying white people are terrorists and Christians are bad people. And you're like, well, we're not doing that. The point is, if you speak out against it, people will listen. My grandfather stood up for the Jews. Both of them almost out of the Army Air Corps. And I don't claim you owe me some debt, but at the same time, I don't owe you anything, and I am tired of being attacked. And the white supremacists make a joke, oh, Jones pleads to his masters. I have been a friend to Israel. I have been nice. But it's time for Jews, particularly, to choose a side. Are you with the West? Are you with right to self-defense? Are you against communism? Or do you embrace those tenets? And if you embrace communism and disarmament and enslavement, then go and get killed. I'm not the one killing you. Go kill yourself. Take your children with you. I'm sorry you're going to get them killed too. I'm not saying I want your kids killed, but your bizarre behavior is causing this. Let us control our countries and stop them coming here. Don't have the ADL attack me. Don't you point your finger at me trying to survive and live and say I'm the bad person. I reject that. And I'm sick of you opening our damn borders up to bring all these people in and brainwash them against us because I'm white. I'm not a person that's in identity politics, but you've made it that way. Everywhere it's bad because I'm white. Everywhere it's bad because I'm Christian. Everywhere I don't deserve to have a job because of what color I am. Everywhere I'm a bad person. No. You're your own worst enemy, not me. Yeah. This staff rail this time around. The more upset meat. Revolutionary volume two. It's on now, motherfucker. Lock and load. The system for the Nova turn, I can never pull back. Life without parole, upstate, shackled and trapped. Living in the hole, looking at the world through a crack. Fuck that, I'd rather shoot it out than get clapped. I'm going too far, there ain't no coming back for me. Auschwitz gas chamber full of Cyclone B. Just like the Spanish exterminating Tainos, raping the black and Indian women, creating Latinos. Motherfuckers made me out of self-righteous hatred. And now you got yourself a virus, stuck in the matrix. A suicide bomber, strapped and ready to blow. Lethal injection, scrapped down, ready to go Don't you understand, they'll never let me live out in peace Concrete jungle, gorilla war out in the strings Nat Turner with the slickle pitchfork and machete The end of the world, motherfucker, you not ready This is the point of no return and nobody can stop it Malcolm Little winning up before Elijah Muhammad The comic that killed the dinosaurs, changing the earth They love to criticize, they always say I change for the worse Like prescription pills when you misusing them, nigga The Templar Knights when they took Jerusalem, nigga and figured out what was buried under Solomon's temple, Al-Aqsa. The name is not coincidental. I know too much. The government is trying to murder me. No coming back like cutting your wrists open vertically. How could the serpent be purposely put in charge of the country? Genetic engineered sickness spread amongst me. My people are so hungry that they attack without reason. Like a fucking dog ripping off the hand that feeds him. Immortal technique is treason to the Patriot Act. So come and get me, motherfucker, because I'm not coming back. This is the point for which I can never return. And if I back down now, then forever I burn.
firm This is the point from which I can never retreat Cause if I turn back now There can never be peace This is the point from which I will die, succeed, live in a struggle I know I'm alive when I bleed From now on And it can never be the same as before Cause the place that I'm from Doesn't exist anymore This is the point of no return And could you better believe this Mary Magdalene giving birth to the children of Jesus The evolution of the world Bloody and dramatic Human beings killing monkeys To conquer the planet The kingdoms of Africa And Mesopotamia Machine gun your body With depleted uranium This is the age of microchips And titanium The dark side of the moon And in contact with aliens I started out like Australians Criminal minded Broke into hell Tore it down And built the city behind it It's Southpaw Murderous methodology Nigga Remember that I'm just a man Don't follow me nigga Cause once you pass the point You can never go home You gotta face the possibility Of dying alone So tell me motherfucker How could you die for the throne When you don't even got the fucking heart To die for your own It rains acid One day the earth will cry from a stone And they'll be looking at the world Living inside of a throne Computerized humanity Living inside of a clone This is the place Where the unknown Is living in rail Wormwood The planet X And the seven seal Universal truth Is not measured in NASA field This is the last time That I kneel to pray to the sky Cause almost everything That I was ever told Was a lie This is the point From which I can never return And if I back down now Then forever I burn This is the point From which I can never retreat Cause if I turn back now There can never be peace This is the point From which I will die Succeed Live in the struggle I know I'm alive When I bleed From now on It can never be The same as the fall Cause the place That I'm from Doesn't exist anymore This person's a Jew That person's a Jew Everyone's a Jew I'm a Jew No I'm not a Jew There are leftist Jews There are right-wing Jews There are Christian Jews There are Orthodox Jews There are atheist Jews There are serial killer Jews There are fire department hero Jews I'm sick of Jew, 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 Jew Attack Jews, kill all Jews Jews gonna die And she's got a very noble, aquiline, beautiful nose And she's incredibly gorgeous And and and, and her body's amazing And uh, great, it makes you feel good to go Jew, 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 Jew Fine, my wife's Jewish then or she's not, but if that helps you in your mental illness world, you know, where she's giving me the orders and all this other stuff, it's bizarre, it's weird, it's a cult, it's stupid, it is just Jew this, Jew that, bash Jews, Soros hates Jews, self-loathing Jew, wants to overthrow Israel, and that's right, you've got the audio here, it's, it's on the articles, it's a lot of it, not, uh, shooting their mouths off about Jews. <laughs> Whoa, hey, post-production Chris and Dan here. And hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I realized that I had a couple clips that I never got to uh, because, well, John showed up and uh, we started talking about hummus and <laughs> I don't know what else. And it just completely slipped my mind to get to this. So right after that uh, fantastic breakdown of anti-Semitism and Sarah Silverman talk, I had a clip that I found on the old bit shoot of Amy Goodman. Uh, you're familiar with Amy Goodman of Democracy Now, Dan. Oh, absolutely. She was in the worst. <laughs> she she touches things that a lot of other people wouldn't, but she's definitely very biased and she's kind of an all around bitch just from an as an outside perspective. Just my take there. But she was interviewing former Israeli minister Shal Sholamit Aloni. Shlemit Lonai. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think you nailed it. Yep, perfect. Well, this is what she had to say. Um, Often when there is 
dissent expressed in the United States against policies of the Israeli government. Um, uh, people here are called anti-Semitic. Uh, what is your response to that as an Israeli Jew? Well, it's a trick. We always use it. When from Europe somebody is criticizing Israel, then we bring up the Holocaust. When in this country people are criticizing Israel, then they are anti-Semitic. And the organization is strong and has a lot of money. And the the ties between uh, Israel and the American Jewish establishment are very strong and they are strong in this country as you know uh, they have power which it's okay, they are talented people and they have power, money and uh, media and other things and their attitude is Israel, my country, right or wrong the identification and they are not ready to hear criticism and it's very easy to blame people who criticize certain acts of the Israeli government as anti-Semitic and to bring up the Holocaust and the suffering of the Jewish people and that's, that justify everything we do to the Palestinians. So there it is from an official head of state of Israel. I mean, it's very true. Um, we were doing a show recently and we were talking about their uh, Hasbara, H-A-S-B-A-R-A, and it's effectively a campaign of uh, Jewish citizens that get together and harass people um, that are openly critical of the Israeli government by, in fact, labeling them anti-Semitic or uh, Nazis, that kind of thing. It's, it's as if instead of attacking individual citizens and trying to get them to submit, they get the mainstream media to submit, like we're seeing right now, um, that's occurring with this whole Israel and Hamas situation. Is the mainstream media in the United States is fully on board and on the side of Israel? So, what's what's worse, being called anti-Semitic or being called a Nazi? Well, being called a Nazi, I think, is probably worse. Um, because anti-Semitic is just so loose and loosey-goosey. It gets thrown around like nothing anymore. It's like being called a racist. But so does Nazi, right? Yeah, but, but Nazi implies that you're, you're yeah, an evil human being that's actually slaughtering people. Mm. But they're kind of cool. Call some, Indiana Jones kind of made Nazis cool again. Nazis are cool. You know, I've been playing a lot of uh, Wolfenstein lately, and um, I, their technology in that game is cool. Call of Duty, Nazi zombies, that made Nazis cool again. Anti-Semitic, I'd rather be called a Nazi than anti-Semitic. Nazis have the cool uniforms. They have the cool technology. They're in all the video games and the cool movies. Anti, somebody calls you anti-Semitic, and you're like, what do you even do with that? So I'm going Nazi over anti-Semite. It's, uh, it's not often you're right, but uh, I think you're wrong this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <clears throat> As far uh, another clip that I completely neglected to play was uh, Ron Paul going over the um, it, it, and this is this is Ron Paul kind of a not a supercut but it's a collage that I found from uh, Ron Stereo and No Agenda Social. This was Ron Paul on the uh, floor of Congress talking about who actually started Hamas. Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. Arafat himself told an Italian newspaper, quote, 
Hamas is a creature of Israel. He even claimed that former Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin admitted as much to him, calling it a fatal error. Now, you might be wondering, why should I believe mad Ron Paul or the famously shady Yasser Arafat? Well, you don't have to. You can believe top Israeli and US officials who've basically owned up to all this. Brigadier Yitzhak Segev, for example, who was the Israeli military governor in Gaza and later told the New York Times reporter that he helped finance the Islamic movement. The Israeli government gave me a budget, he said, and the military government gives to the mosques. Colonel David Hakam, who worked in Gaza in the late 1980s as an Arab affairs expert in the Israeli military, has admitted that the original sin was Israeli support for Yassin in the late 70s. It's pretty reminiscent of the CIA training Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, creating and funding Al-Qaeda. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll point out that guy was Mehdi Hassan from MSNBC, right? Yes. The guy that was speaking. This was not an MSNBC clip, though, I don't believe. This is his own. Sure. Did you know that uh, I might have mentioned this uh, when we did the actual live show, but uh, uh, Mehdi Hassan and Ali Velshi, um, both Muslim anchors for MSNBC, were it was never officially confirmed, but both of them kind of took a week off from their show. Are they back now? They're back now. Yeah. Oh. But it was it seemed as if it was a move to get the people that didn't fall in line with the pro-Israel narrative to get off the airwaves. Okay, yeah, that. I mean, that's. It has, there's been other examples of stuff like this happening. I, I, I feel like CNN has done some similar things during, when there's a certain when there's a certain something going down, um, or even Fox. I mean, obviously, Fox with Tucker, but I, I thought I remember Don Lemon being asked to leave CNN for a, a brief stint of time. It was never told why, but it, it was something to do with maybe uh, the George Floyd riots or something, or just all of a sudden well, in, Don Lemon was gone for a week or two. In that same vein, I don't. I'm not specifically sure about the Don Lemon, but I remember there was a college football announcer um, who, during George Floyd, was pulled from doing a game. Because his name was Robert Lee. <laughs> and he was Asian. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's a true story, too. That's not even that's not even made up. <laughs> that really happened. Robert. Is what was his middle initial? Uh I don't know. It wasn't Edamame, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Edamame Lee. <laughs> uh well, while we're here, I did have some boosts I also missed uh, that I need to. I think I know at least a couple of these came in a day or two later, but I still want to get to them. Uh, so uh, Weirdo came in with three, 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 three thousand three hundred thirty-three sats with a peace sign and a heart. Thanks, Weirdo. Make Heroism came in. Are we going? To, are we going to a pencil factory in nineteen thirteen for one 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 thousand one hundred eleven sats? Do you? I don't get the reference. Do you know what that means? A pencil factory in 1913. It, it was boosted during episode one, uh, 214 of Abs in a Six Pack. Are we going to a pencil factory in 1913? Is the question. I was hoping you could explain that one to me. Um, I typed that. I typed pencil factory in 1913 into Google. Uh, DuckDuckGo actually. And uh, what I received back was murder in Atlanta pencil factory leads to lynching of Leo Frank. 
Whoa. Who's Leo Frank? Yeah. Oh, is he the I inventor of the hot dog? Maybe, but with that last name, Frank, I believe he might be Jewish. Mm. So, yep, yeah, there it is. This is apparently it was an anti-Semitic uh, killing of this fellow. Oh, what are we trying to say here? Make heroism. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Dirty Jersey whore coming in with 19,760 Satoshis says, y'all be good. That's his calling card. And lastly, for 10,000 sats, Mary-Kate Ultra says, thanks for touching on a serious, on some serious topics with some lightheartedness, boys. Heart, heart, heart. Thank you, Mary-Kate Ultra. And, uh, she is the, really the better half of the uh, Make Heroism, Mary-Kate Ultra pairing. I love those two. And uh, yeah. Sunday nights, they, they host a uh, Jackbox Around 8 p.m. Eastern on what is the Cosme with a K, K O S M I dot I O, and the room is at Hyperspace Out, all one word. So everybody should join in there. That's a lot of fun Sunday nights. And uh, that's right. Yeah. That I will say, make, make heroism. I might have mentioned this, but make heroism. Uh, made a piece of art for me. It, I have this where I want to create products that don't exist. And he made, he put the ISIS text on a gay pride flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's, um, what else can you really say about it? That's just beauty. That's a thing of beauty. I believe I've Absolutely. seen that. And with that, I think, uh, I think that, that caught up everything. I just, I really just couldn't, I couldn't let myself miss that Amy Goodman clip right after the whole uh, breakdown of what anti-Semitism is, because there you have a uh, Israeli government official just flat out matter of factly stating that, well, anti-Semitism is just something that Israel uses to uh, deflect and avoid any criticism of the Israeli government and its policies. You're like, Oh, well, thanks. And that's, that's the, the difficulty with them being a pseudo theocracy where everyone in that state is Jewish. It's the only Jewish state. Um, and they're able to use, they're able to tie their government together with their religion. And, you know, I, it really makes me feel, cause I'm sure there are people within Israel that see it like this one lady that just pointed it out. I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. And it's upsetting that, um, they would throw around that veil. It, it really bothers me because it's it's like the progressives here in the U.S. where any sort of criticism towards um, uh, black individuals or, or the black community is deemed as racist. Uh, meanwhile, it could be actually constructive and truthful, but it's just blanketly labeled as racist. It's even beyond that where asking uh, for laws that require ID to vote is racist. works people that shuts people up whatever shuts people up whatever makes people not want to talk that's why they do it i was my cousin is a uh worker he's he's his job is politics he's worked closely with uh elizabeth warren and some other people and i asked him because he's 
always goes on about how racist Trump is. And I asked him, I said, well, if Trump's racist, how come he got more Hispanic and more of the black vote than he did the first time he ran? How come in 2020 he got even more votes from them? And he said, well, that's because uh, some minor- like minorities are uneducated. <laughs> and I said, yeah. no, that's racist. That's <laughs> what it always boils down to. I, I've seen that argument before yeah. where uh, it was somebody was making an argument that effectively the big, strong uh, man wins all, all of the Latin voters over um, because they can't you know, make an educated decision on themselves. <laughs> they always go with the, the powerful person. And it was like, do you realize how racist you sound right yeah. now? It, yeah, it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious how people set themselves up for that, defending their own ideology. Amazing. Well, Dan, thanks for uh, coming by to sneak in those clips. I didn't want to just do a whole other episode about Jews just so I could play that clip. So we'll put this oh, in no post worries. and uh, well, MMO.show, everybody. Right. Oh, hold on. I got to tell you a story quick oh, before we go. Yeah. Wait, hang on. We'll put this part. We'll insert this part into the part we already inserted. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. I like it. So uh, you did an episode recently about a comedian who I'm not going to say his name yet. But I was at an Oktoberfest here in St. Louis uh, three weekends ago or two weekends ago. Can um, I guess which comedian it was? Sure. Heinrich Himmler? No, no, no. Um, but I was... So, I went to this Oktoberfest in St. Louis and this like Italian kid, he's probably 26. He's got a mustache. Uh, I'm walking through this crowd and just wide eyed. He looks at me. His eyes are wide open and he comes up to me and he goes, you're a fide out legend. And um, in, what, in college, I was a, what a fide out. <laughs> it, it was a fraternity. I was in a fraternity. Oh, college. okay. Okay. Fide out to theta. So the kid, uh, you know, first of all, as soon as somebody says you were a legend in college, uh, I was like, yes, you have correctly identified me as such, even though I I don't think I did anything uh, legendary or was well known for it. Um, So this kid apparently was in my fraternity years after I was, and he knew me, my face, uh, from apparently all the legendary shit that I've done. (laughs) Uh, which is, which is just gassing me up and getting me all excited. And then he's like, yeah, man, I, I don't know your name. I'm sorry. So I introduced myself. He's like, yeah, I just knew like you were, you were awesome. Everyone liked you. People were saying you're like Bert Kreischer. And I was like, oh no, that's who I'm like. That's the, that's the guy that I'm like Bert Kreischer. And I was thinking back to the podcast that I just listened to you with you and Larry and um, the gentleman from Who Are These Podcasts? What's his Carl, name? Carl Hamburg. Carl. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to be Bert Kreischer. That guy, <laughs> guy fucking sucks. <laughs> well, he's a good time. I'd hang out with him. Well, maybe. Yeah, I would too. But, you know, that just that obnoxious fake laugh that he always does. Yeah. So that it's just because of the voice. crazy party stuff you did. Evidently, I and I, I don't think it was true. I think the kid recognized me as a Fidelt and wanted to like be nice, and so he's like, "You're a Fidelt legend," <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "Well, yes, I am." And then he added the Burt Kreischer comment, and I was like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so this kid was like, it was like, it's kind of weird when somebody like looked like, I don't know, I wouldn't say idolizes you, but he was like, you know, he's a, this Italian kid, mustache, just like, you know, if anyone fucks with you, I, I got your back type, type stuff. So these other kids, uh, probably 20 years old, you know, I'm a, I'm a 30 year old man with my uh, wife and my 30 year old friends and we're all standing around with their respective uh, uh, fiancés, wives and girlfriends. Um, and uh, these 20 year old kids, two of them clink steins together and like one of them just like throws his stein back and empties an entire stein over my, my friend group and including me gets me a little wet. And this Italian kid now that thinks I'm a fight-out legend said, which one of them was it? And I was like, I think it was a guy in the sunglasses. You know, just like, that was that was dumb. This kid goes and gets up in this kid's face. And uh, he's a short little Italian kid, so the guy was kind of like making fun of him. So naturally now I have to defend my fight-out legend status. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a 6'4", 300-pound uh, individual. So... Uh, once this this kid was walking away, the, this like Gen Z little snot nose sh- shit was like making me like, whoa, yeah, yeah, tough guy, not gonna do anything. So then I walk up to him and I lean over this picnic table and I'm looking him in the face, and he's wearing these sunglasses and uh, you know it's quite clear to me this kid's never been in a fight. I've also never been in a fight, but again I'm six <laughs> four and three hundred pounds, so <laughs> I try to throw that around. I'm like a German Shepherd. Like, my dog, my dog will bark at other dogs, and, like, that usually scares most dogs, but if it doesn't, my dog is like, all right, I'm out of I'm out of weapons, so I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> and so that was kind of my situation. And uh, I could see this kid was so horrified, but I was now defending my legendary status, so I took his sunglasses off his face, and, like, I whipped them, and it actually hit another girl, one of their friends, in the face. And this other girl says, you're, like, 30. And I said... Actually, bitch, I'm 31, and I walked away. <laughs> and that was my Oktoberfest story. It all started with me being called Burt Kreischer and then having to defend my legendary status because of it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's you, the little things. Once you're past 30, it's those little things that make you smile. Well, but, thanks, hey. Dan. I think, we, I think that's like a nice little cherry on top at the end of the episode. All right. Thanks, everybody. Problem? Fuck me, Jew bastard. Yeah. Small price to pay for the best sex I've ever had anywhere. This woman is amazing. When did you have your orgasm when she said she'd fuck the Jew out of you? Hey, let me tell you something. The penis doesn't care about race, creed, and color. The penis wants to get to his homeland. It wants to go home. I came over here for another reason. Rabbi Stein said that I can't play in the golf tournament Saturday because I have to honor the Sabbath. You're Colfaxing us? Well, if you're saying that your best player is unable to play because it's the Sabbath, yes, I'm Colfaxing you. So you're going to have to get someone else. The tournament won't let us get anybody else. And if you don't play, we all drop out. It's over for us. I'm following her lead. She told me what I have to do. I can't play. What if I talk to the rabbi? I'd love you to. She's in the valley off of Brooklyn. And if she gives the okay... Would you play? I'll be there. Our friendship is about that much now. I'll tell you what. You don't play that golf tournament and it's over. How about that? 
Why don't you go wrap your head in a towel? You're not even a man anymore. Mommy Rabbi says don't play. Little boy. And don't yeah. you tell me to get out of here. Hey, room. you dropped your yarmulke. Oh, my God. Yarmulke alert. Oh, sirens. Yarmulke on the floor. Oh. This is our biggest problem on the show. Backwards walking. Jenna? Yes? It's Jerry. Hi. Remember we said we were going to have coffee today? Oh, God. Am I late? What do you think? Yeah. Okay, I'm on my way right now. Oh. I am late. I'll be right there. Fantastic. Oh. Lucky who's here. Hey. Hi. How are you? How are you? Don't hit your head. Mwah. Nice to see you. Thank you for meeting me for a little coffee. You're really overdressed for just coffee. <laughs> Well, you know what? I came straight elegant. from the show. Oh. But also, I knew there would be pickles involved. How about this? And some coleslaw. Is this Jewish enough for you? <laughs> to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Jerry Seinfeld's hit show, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, he's releasing the Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee book, which takes readers behind the scenes of some of the most iconic episodes. The laughter, the tears. I hope we're out of gas. The breakdowns on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. Whoa. Now, what is she thinking, that lady? She's thinking, you know, I'm sure that's not Steve Martin and Jerry Seinfeld, but the resemblance is unbelievable. This show, is, you said, is kind of like a valentine. Yes. Like a funny valentine to yes. comedians. Yes. Let me, let me tell you what, it, what it's like to be a comedian. Okay. So the hard part is the comedian part. Yes. Making people laugh every night is hard. But if you have that, if you can do that, the, the rest of your life, you're with comedians. So I wanted people to see this other side. You know, I would say my life is 25% doing comedy. Yes. 75% hanging out with comedians. I guess what surprises, surprises me about the show is that it is hilarious, which Thank people you. would expect, but it's also kind of human and mm -hmm. lovely and touching. There were moments where you want to kind of tear up and I guess y'all are people but that part <laughs> that part surprised me well we are people but we're not normal people we're we're all and what I have found is the gene is kind of the same yeah but it gets implanted in all these different types of people I don't want to call it a defect but uh, <laughs> it's a let's call it an aspect I mean what does it feel like to you to make people laugh it's the best thing in the world. It's a couple of seconds of weightlessness mm -hmm. where everything in your mind, everything you think about and worry about and work on it, your whole life is just gone for a second. And it's, and it lasts. So let's talk, let's talk about okay. heard that the most nervous you were, which kind of makes sense was when you went to interview President Obama at the White House. Right. Your I producer said you were a little scared. Yeah. Well, I felt like I was kind of representing every comedian that ever lived. Yes. And I was getting to do something that no comedian has ever done, which is do a little funny bit yeah. in the Oval Office. Yes. Are these washed? 
I feel like Eddie Murphy was like, well, was maybe the best episode there ever was. I think it's funny when someone does a really bad movie and then the post is still up for a few weeks. <laughs> Especially if you're smiling in your poster, if you like this in the poster. Reconnecting with Eddie, who he and I started together the same month, the same club together. And then, of course, he quickly went one way, and then I went another way. And through all those years, to get back together was so thrilling. But I do want to ask you, you your wife posted something right. on Instagram. Right. I follow her. Right. I adore her. <laughs> um, I thought it was a simple way to say something that needs to be said. In October, Jerry's wife of 23 years, Jessica, posted on Instagram in support of the Jewish faith after a string of highly publicized anti-Semitic events. The post read, I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people. And the caption read, if you don't know what to say, you can just say this in your feed. When we look at the rise of anti-Semitism mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this country and really around the world, mm -hmm. um, what, like, how, what, do you, what do you think of it? She found a simple... I, and I thought non-aggressive yeah. way to say something that, as we said, unfortunately needs to be said, but does need to be said. And uh, I thought that was very uh, special and, and fantastic thing she did. Mm -hmm. Hard to do. It is hard right? to do. Well, Most things in that venue, it's going to trigger someone. It's going to inflame. We're so quick for to inflame, right? Mm -hmm. Both sides of any debate. Yes. Women. Uh, gender, everything. Yeah. Right. This is the culture we live in. Flash paper. Yeah. Instant, violent, yes. verbiage. Yes. Right. And she found a way to sort of quiet it. Right. And hopefully also raise awareness. Yeah. As perhaps only legendary Jerry Seinfeld can do, sparking a wider conversation about comedy and where we go from here. God, I love Jerry Seinfeld. You oh. love him. We could do another hour so easily, I love right? this so much. I know, me too. Cheers. Well. That was Aww. great. That I was mean, great. It could have been an hour special. Yeah. I'm surprised we're not taking it for an hour special because the one thing that I told Hoda yeah. that wasn't in the piece is he said, pay attention to the little things. Yeah. Obviously, his comedy yeah. is all about yeah. the kind of yeah. funny nuances of life. And he said, I believe that if we obsess about the little things, yeah. then our life will be a full one. Yeah. That as we're going into Thanksgiving, what a beautiful thing. Oh, I think. love that. And by the way, he really did want Jenna to stay. Jenna, have oh, you yeah. back and shoot a show? I yeah. show. really said, can, can you hang out a little while? Yeah. She's oh, like, so I gotta go. I mean, how weird to tell you Jerry wanted, Seinfeld I had to, go back to work. And to be late. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, you guys, we, I was not late. Well, uh, I thought you were late in the store. I was just, I was, was on time. Was he was early. No, oh, he oh. was early. He's like, okay. All right. Like All right. Um, and you guys, early. we have more in the fourth hour. Yeah. He's like my dad and like you, yeah. Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Including y'all new um, news on Jerry's new movie project. He directed it. Oh. He stars in it. It has an all-star cast and it's about Pop-Tarts. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite Wait, I know. Things. It's about Pop-Tarts. Okay. Um, and can yeah. we just thank the Second Avenue Deli. Oh, it's yeah. a great place for hosting us. And again, the comedians and cars getting caught coffee book is available that was a really day. revealing that was great. conversation that was great so, thank thank you. you guys you guys saw like I know we I love it because she's a comedian too yeah. she kind of is talk about you. this Jenna you are yeah. funny yeah. yeah oh I appreciate that yeah. <laughs> I know and also I know you said I would say that you say I know shut up Jesus you talk so much for someone who has nothing to say just give me the news and get the out of here
All episodes of Abs and Six Pack are now available at shitmyass.com. Tell your normie siblings. Tell your idiot parents. Tell your dumbass friends. Tell your moron neighbor. Tell your grandparents before they die. They can maybe spread it around to some of their senile old fuck friends. Tell your mom and dad about shitmyass.com. Tell your creepy uncle about shitmyass.com. Tell your Uber driver about shitmyass.com. Tell the guy that delivers your terrible pizza about shitmyass.com. Tell your deadbeat cousins about shitmyass.com. Tell every homeless guy you meet on the street. Call your congressman. Call your governor. Tell them about shitmyass.com. Call the Sandy Hook parents. Tell them about shitmyass.com. Get shitmyass.com yard signs. Put them all around your whole neighborhood, but rig them with explosives so that they blow up after 24 hours and no one knows they were there. Just start going through the phone book. Call random numbers. Tell them about shitmyass.com. Say, hey, there's new episodes up at shitmyass.com. Go to the mall. Look for the person that looks the most retarded. Tell them about shitmyass.com. Then go to another mall. Look for the most smartest guy with the most smarty pants, glasses, and good hair. Tell him about shitmyass.com. Tell him to spread the news. Start riding the bus all around your house all day and tell every person that gets on the bus about shitmyass.com. Start committing misdemeanors or possibly felonies so that you keep getting, you become a repeat offender in the prison system. Tell the prisoners, tell your cellmate about shitmyass.com. Tell the prison guards about shitmyass.com. Tell the cop. Tell them I sent you. They'll give you 10% off discount code for, uh, uh, start calling up customer service people. Tell them about shitmyass.com. 10 bonus points for Indian guys. Go to the park, kidnap somebody's dog, then when they come to get it back from you, tell them about shipmyass.com. Say, hey, your dog would love this podcast. I'm doing you a favor. Pick up skateboarding as a hobby. Even if you're terrible and bust your knee or bust your head open, you can tell all the skating guys, hey, have you been to shipmyass.com yet? There's some good podcasts there. Or just lie to them. Tell them it's, it's gutter punk, skate tween, shit cringe music, whatever the fuck those idiots listen to. Tell them, hey, you can get the good skating music at shipmyass.com. Make sure you don't wear a helmet. Run for mayor. Run for mayor of your city or county. Then you can, when you get elected, you can tell everybody about shipmyass.com and mandate that it be on every billboard and every street sign and every fucking bench. And uh, that's just how you help the podcast out. So I don't think it's asking too much. If the Jews put down their weapons, there'd be no more Jews in the Middle East. Everybody knows that that, I mean... I mean, what the fuck has been going on with that shit? These niggas are here. These UFOs keep coming to Earth, and it made me think of an idea for a movie. Sounds dumb, but hear me out. In my movie idea, we find out that these aliens are originally from Earth. That they're from an ancient civilization that achieved interstellar travel and left the Earth thousands of years ago. Some other planet they go to, and things go terrible for them in the other planet. So they come back to Earth decide that they want to claim the earth for their very own. It's a pretty good plot line, huh? I call it space Jews. See, Jews in space. 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 In Jews are in space. They're zooming along, protecting the Hebrew race. Right back in his place. And Goyle attack us. We give him a smack, we'll slap him right back in the face.